Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Friday, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the general Bobby Carpenter, and of course our fearless leader and producer, Martha Shark General. We have navigated our way to a Friday. What's going on, man? Good to talk to you. Eve, before you guys leave for the Buckeye Cruise, what's going on? Oh, excited, man. Uh, so are some of the players. It's getting uh, Lathan Ransom, uh, Jack Sawyer, some of the dudes, Cody, Simon. Like They're all jacked up, all juiced up for it. Get a nice big week of work in, get going. I know Ryan Day is excited to get out there with his family, get going a little bit too. So it's uh, some pretty exciting stuff, man. Hey, work, get, all, get a bunch of stuff done all week. I've got my to-do list, things I've just been checking off, uh, everything going on. And it's... It's been solid. I mean, it, the, things have been moving, I think, in the right direction. Uh, and with that, like, yeah, feeling pretty good. Starting to plan my interview strategy beam to be able to get some stuff for you guys. All right. And uh, get some stuff. I'll probably have one of the first ones I'll send back. I'm going to try to talk to because I think all the guys are going to be on my flight tomorrow. Okay. So try to snag some of them even early in the process. Like, Emeka's coming. It's the second year. Cruise vet. Maybe some... Uh, Words of wisdom, what's going on a little bit. So maybe try to get him first for you guys and see just kind of how everything's going. But uh, proceed with caution. And then we also had a ton of big news out Jeez. of the capital city yesterday. So it's all all our Buckeyes. You know, I do, I do believe. Um, Love is the answer. Someone once said, beware the Ides of March. Mm. Um, I think we, we hopped forward a month. Beware the Ides of February. Because yeah, that is true. On February fourteenth, on Valentine's Day, you obviously had head coach, uh, head men's basketball coach Chris Holtman, who was fired, and then on the fifteenth, on yesterday, you had the announcement that general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Yarmo Kekalainen, was fired. So I mean, it was back to back days, just axes all over the place. Beware yeah. the Ides of February, and all of a sudden now we're talking about a uh, new future with an Ohio State basketball team. And the third longest tenure general manager in all of the NHL, he finds himself without a job and a new future for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, Since he took the job, what franchise do you think has the lowest winning percentage? In the last 11 years? Yeah. Well, we got to be in the running for that. We had some good ones. We've had some good ones. We've had some good ones. But I think there's been a lot of ones that were not so good. Coyotes, too. probably, I would have to imagine, were in that selection set. The Yotes. They've been a pretty big disaster out there in the desert. And those are really the first two that come to my mind. I would say that's correct. I'm going to look this up because I want to see if there's a way to he's find a, it. He's over 500, Yarmo. In the last 11 years? Yeah. I I I had it on my uh, sports this morning. 410, 367, and 80 or we something had, like we that. We had good years. We had good there years. Were some good times. Yeah. There were a lot of good times. And there was a five year stretch where, you know, you were competing and you were getting into the playoffs. And then it was see what you could do. Now, getting into the playoffs and 
succeeding in the playoffs is a wildly different story. You know, obviously you've got the sweep against Tampa Bay, uh, a seed against a one seed. You take them down in the sweep. Like, yeah, you feel good about that situation. You had the collapse against Washington. Uh, and then you had, you know, the Boston series a couple of years ago, which, okay, you couldn't get past the second round after the Tampa Bay lightning game. But for all intents and purposes, Yarmo's his time had just run out. His time had run out here with the Blue Jackets. And now his watch has ended? And now his watch has ended. You know what I love? How they slid that in there right after Holtman got fired. Oh, it's day after, man. It's like yeah. 9.30 in the morning, too. It was like, I mean, hey, it was... Holtman, they just fired Holtman. This seems like a great opportunity. Because honestly, and we'll, who do we have on today? Svoboda? Yeah. I'll ask Jeff, like, why yesterday? You know what I'm saying? What's the timing? Getting ready to go out on a big West Coast road trip. But like, it's not like he's involved in the coaching or that. We'll get into all that, Being There's so much there. There is so much there. And Ohio State has finalized their staff for 2024. Our guy, James Laurinaitis, announced his linebackers nice. coach. It was great. It was that, was that was awesome news. So you had a firing yesterday, and you had a hiring, both of mega importance uh, for the future of both respective Every Jackets. Every beginning, Beam, comes from some other beginning's oh, end. That's the motto the for end two of Yar- days in a row. The, the end of Yarmo. Beginning of Laronitis. <laughs> we got an awesome show lined up for you here this morning. Going to talk about uh, James hiring staff finalization uh, coming up here in the next segment. We'll get into the Yarmo firing around 635. What is Yarmo from Finland? Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, so one one Nordic had to die so that another could survive. <laughs> James, James being is, from Minnesota. I think he's from Sweden. I think it's Mike Mom's from Sweden. Laurenitis. Let's see the orig, originations uh, of that. So we'll get into that, of course, here uh, in the 6 o'clock hour. 720, Jackets Insider, Jeff Sabota. He's going to join the program, talk all things Yarmo. Where do the Jackets go from here? Uh, of course, with just, what, 29, 30 games left to go uh, in the season for them. Austin Ward at 735, and then A.J. Hawk. He's going to round out the program with us coming up here at 835. So a power-packed program for you. Tons to get to. But before we hit, hop into anything else today, it is Friday. These 16th day of February 2024. Time for Today in History. Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Bobby Carpenter. Sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, call Dr. Mark Levy at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP. All right, Dr. Bob Carpenter. What do you got lined up for us today, buddy? Um, Laurinaitis beam, Lithuanian. Ooh, so not Nordic. Uh, his mom, his mom's family is all like Swedish, I Okay. Believe. Mom doesn't look like his dad at all. Like she, that's where James gets like his height and blonde hair and all of those different attributes and his tattoos. Oh um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he was born with those or not. Okay, uh, I think he may have acquired some while he was <laughs> here and then in the NFL as well. It is Friday, February sixteenth, the third Friday of the month, the forty seventh AJ Hawk Day of the year. Right. It's appropriate that we talk to him. Three hundred nineteen days left in this twenty twenty four. This date nineteen. 19- 23, Howard Carter uh, unseals the Chamber of King Tut theme. Oh. So about 101 years today, diving into the Great Pyramids over in Egypt and opening up the tomb of one of the richest uh, pharaohs ever. Where is um, where is King Tut? Do we know that? Where's, his, loca- where's his location at right I don't now? know. Giza, that's the only place I know there. Uh, this day, 1937, Wallace Carruthers receives... The U.S. patent for nylon beam. Everyone loves a good nylon jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Big day for Shark, 1959. uh, Down south, Fidel Castro becomes the premier of Cuba after the revolution that began an overthrow on January 1st. How do you celebrate today, Shark? (laughs) Stop it, Bob. Stop spreading rumors. 
No, they don't Unsubstantiated room. rumors. Uh, he's still he's still in the pyramid, by the way. Is he? What pyramid yeah, is he in? The Luxor? Yeah, he's in the Luxor. Perfect. I, did you see him? Did they have him out there for the Super Bowl? They did. Yeah, wheeled him out there. Love it. <laughs> right Perfect. next to Usher. There's a beam coming up from the top. <laughs> it is. It glows. You know, it's like apparently one of the most haunted hotels uh, like in the world, the Luxor. Yeah, Tut gets up and walks around. I saw that in Nike Museum. That's why they call it the Curse of the Mummy. There you go. Uh, Joe Frazier, TKO's Tommy Ellis in five rounds for the heavyweight boxing title on this date, 1970. 1972, Walt Chamberlain becomes the first nba to score 30,000 points. Took him only 940 games with the Phoenix Suns and to hit the 20,000 number beam. Yeah, 50,000 combined. It's Why not? That's, it's, Shark, how many 20, 50, uh, 30 and 20 guys are there in the NBA? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I think he was lying about that second figure. Think no. it was more? No, it's, I think... The math's tough. I think either. maybe no, he, math is hard he on that. did it... 20,000 times, but not no way with 20,000 different women. Shark, you don't know his promiscuity. I, know. I did the math. Yeah, prove he didn't. Uh, big day in music. Benny and the Jets is released on this date, 1974. That's a real banger to get us uh, going yeah. here. And then this date, 2005. Now, Yarmo wasn't here for this, but this was it Gary Bettman? Was he the. Yeah. The commission then. Let's say 2005, the NHL officially cancels their 04 05 season. It's unfortunate because the Jackets were geared up. I think that was our title season. It is truly unfortunate that the union's willingness to partner with us does not extend from international competition in the hockey arena to the collective bargaining arena. We are here today because union leadership refused for more than a year to make any kind of proposal whatsoever and during the same period rejected six separate NHL proposals that would have modernized our league's economic system as other professional sports have done. You know, you got to you got to understand with commissioners, they work for the owners and that's why Gary Bettman just flamed the players there. It's to be the heel. Yeah. Gets to be the heel. Uh, this date, 2006. Uh, the last mobile army surgical hospital is finally dis- decommissioned. Smash. But good for you, Beam. I didn't know if you were going to know what that was. Um, great sitcom. Highest rated show of all time. It's yeah. season finale. Never seen an episode. Uh, we used to watch it at my parents' house, at my grandparents' house, the syndication of it. And then on this day, 2011, Lady Gaga uh, is born this way. Hits nice. number one and becomes the thousandth number one in Billboard history. All right, cool. There you go. Uh, some birthdays here. Henry Wilson, 18th VP of the U.S., born on this day, 1812. Died in office, actually. He was, do you know uh, whose president VP he was, Shark? Oh, gosh. Did you say 18th? That sounds like it might be, oh, I don't know, Franklin Pierce. Grant. Ulysses. Ulysses. I've thought we thought about naming our kids that. Being, yeah. If you have another boy, Ulysses, put that at the top. Yep, you got it. Uh, Richard McDonald born on this Ulysses day. Ulysses Tecumseh Beam. I like that Tecumseh. If you work that in there, that's a huge win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard McDonald, the found co-founder of McDonald's before he sold him to Ray Kroc. Sonny Bono born on this date, nineteen thirty-five. Mm. Big skier, that Sonny. Yeah, he died at Mount Heavenly. He did. Well, it's hopefully on a teleportation straight up. Uh, James Ingram, born on this date, 1952. James Ingram, you know where he was born, Shark? 
where he was born? Yeah. Uh, Lancaster, Ohio. Uh, close, Akron. All right. Oh, okay. He's an Akronate. Just a kid from Akron is what he said he was uh, growing up there. Sending some hits back in the day. Uh, LeVar Burton turning 67, Star Trek Roots. My favorite LeVar Burton is Reading Rainbow. That's a banger of a song, too. It was. Take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. Ice-T turning 66 uh, today. Herb Williams, former Buckeye. Long-time Buckeye. Played in the NBA Shark. You know how long he played? 16 years, yeah. Bob. 81 to 99. Long time cruising oh, around there. That's so. 18 years. Yeah, even better. You know, he's from Marion Franklin, too. Columbus native as well. Didn't realize that. And then uh, the winner of seven Grand Slams, born on this date in 1959, turning 65 years old. He's finally retiring, Shark, Mr. John McEnroe. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. That ball was on the line. Shark flew up. It was clearly it. How can you possibly call that out? How many you can miss? He's walking over. Everyone knows it's in this whole stadium. And you pull it out? Explain that to me, will you? I'm going to award a point against you, Mr. McEnroe. We're not going to have a point taken away because this guy's an incompetent fool. You know that? <laughs> That's what he is. That's what he is, right? So we're not going to have a point taken away because I said nothing that was like a scene or anything. Needed that eagle eye technology back in the day yeah. for Johnny Mac. The, the I ball. will say this. I watched that yesterday as I was yeah. putting that together. He definitely hit the line, <laughs> and even the announcer said, I completely sympathize with Mr. McEnroe. I'm surprised he didn't get a Mr. Deeds cut from Johnny Exactly. Mack. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't just go full Nick Kyrgios and throw a racket Same. at him. Same. Yeah. That would have made me he feel He was the better. Nick Kyrgios before Nick Kyrgios. Except he was actually good. Yes. Like, he won seven slams, dude. He yeah. won, I think, three Wimbledons and four U.S. Opens. Woo! Yeah, never won the French. I don't think a lot of guys didn't play in Australian back then. Uh, Andy Taylor turning 63, one of the founding members of Duran Duran. Uh, the Scarlet Witch herself turning 35, sister of the Olsen twins, Elizabeth Olsen. And The weekend is here, and The weekend is 34 years old right. today as well. And then we lost Gary Carter today, the 11-time All-Star Baseball Hall of Famer with the Mets and Expos uh, on this date in 2012. Uh, unfortunately, a brain cancer. Some holidays and observances. It is do a grouch a favor day. People thought maybe that was yesterday for me. Mm-hmm. Innovation Day, uh, Kyoto Protocol Day, National Almond Day, National Caregivers Day, National Tartar Sauce Day. It's the first Friday during Lent. Get that fifth sandwich out. Mm-hmm. And Information Architecture Day. And those are your historical events, your birthdays, your passings, your holidays, observances for this date. Friday, February 16th, the third Friday of the month, the 47th A.J. Hawk Day of the Year. 19 days remaining in this 2024. Very well done to that, General, as always. Hey, a former employee of the fan is now a current employee uh, over at Ohio State for their football staff. That's next. Morning Juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and good Friday morning to you. Right now, if you're heading out, we are tracking one crash on the north side of town. This is on I-270 westbound. The left shoulder is blocked in those westbound lanes right near the 270-23 split. Crews are on scene right now. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagger. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Panic and passion. Uh, is that a motivational quote or the title of an adult romance novel? <laughs> You're listening to Morning Juice. On a Friday edition of the program, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Press release, Ohio State, yesterday. I'll just read you the entire release from Jerry Emick. You ready? Let's do this. Boom! Ryan Day names James Laurinaitis as linebackers coach. Walton promoted. Johnson gets two-year deal. Knowles and Bailey earn extensions. Columbus, Ohio. Ohio State head coach Ryan Day completed his 10th assistant, 10 assistant coaching staff today by naming three-time Buckeye All-American James Laurinaitis as the team's linebackers coach. Laurinaitis received a two-year contract through the 2025 season. In addition... The naming one of the program's most accomplished players to his staff day also announced on Friday. Tim Walton has been promoted as assistant head coach slash secondary and cornerbacks coach has received a two-year contract extension. Defensive coordinator Jim Knowles received a two-year contract extension. Associate head coach slash defensive line coach Larry Johnson has a new two-year contract. Tight ends coach Keenan Bailey, one-year extension through the 2025 season. And then Tony Johnson has joined the staff as a senior analyst. That's a lot of news, and we've been talking about this, right? What Ohio State would do. Uh, with their last coaching position that was available. And what were, what were they going to do with it? Were you going to go down the special teams route again? Was it going to be an assistant defensive line coach? Uh, Jim Knowles, as we know, right? I mean, kind of specializes in safeties. He had the linebacker coach like term. Like, I mean, that he, was, co- he was coaching the linebackers. That was his title. However, he didn't, he was a, he was a graduate assistant. So he couldn't go out and recruit until you can only send 10 guys out on the road. And so after Parker Fleming was let go and, um, Corey Dennis was not going to be back as well. And so when that happened, you were allowed to send other guys out in their stead. So James has been out recruiting. And but I heard some nonsense about like James not wanting to recruit. I'm like, that's where'd that come from? I'm like, that's not accurate at all. I mean, as far as that, like, he wasn't able to recruit prior. And this that made his job hard because you couldn't go out on the road. But yet when you're responsible for that room, it made it more tough. So this is uh this is an awesome situation. Uh, for James, getting another Buckeye on staff now. Him, Heartline, Tim Walton, yeah. who just got promoted as well. They've got Devin uh, Jordan on staff who helps with Heartline with the receivers. So a lot of good things happening there and a lot of uh, a lot of big moves. And I mean, I, you would have to say that this is uh, this is about as good as it's going to get yeah. for Ohio State in terms of an offseason with coaching hirings and players. Oh, I mean, it's been nonstop. They've been in the news nonstop since the Cotton Bowl, you know, good, bad, and different. Like they've been in the news a lot and a lot of it has been good news. Now you had the Cotton Bowl fiasco and then you had Bill O'Brien choosing to leave for Boston College. That's really the only two pieces of news that have come out that have been sort of a, a black eye on the program. Other than that, man, I mean, they're just continuing to rack and stack. And for James's purpose, man, he's been here. You know, started his coaching career with Marcus, went up to Notre Dame, came back here to Ohio State. A lot of talk about, oh, he's okay with another year being the GA. It's like, eh, do you really want to flirt? Do you really want to go down that road with him being another year of a GA? Or if you have the ability... Well, the interview with the Browns, like, I think it was yeah. the point where, I mean, he was going to leave if yeah. there was an opportunity somewhere else. And right. I, I don't blame him, you know? And so it, he loves it here, but, I mean, there's a job open. That's the thing. Like, yeah, right. It wasn't like, hey, we yes. can't do anything. We, we're locked in with our staff. We like everybody. Don't have to let someone go. There's only a job open, and a job open on like our side of the ball. We can figure out the defense, the special teams piece later. We don't necessarily need a designated special teams coordinator. Hey, this will be a great opportunity for him. 
to your point, and you had hired other coaches too. Like this was the last. This was the last one. Like you could have hired James earlier in the cycle and then piecemealed yeah. other coaches together, but you decided, all right, we're going to take this down to the eleventh hour. Eyes cool being a GA again. No, I'm going to interview with the Browns. And then I don't know, maybe that kick started a fire under Ryan and said, all right, finally, you know what, James, if we're going to start doing that, we can't afford you to lose you in the room. We'd love to have you, honestly, obviously, look at what you've done here in your career in Columbus and then all of a sudden back again coaching and being a GA here last year. So, I mean, it's a a tremendous hire. And again, I mean, you... No, James, and you put out a great mm-hmm. tweet yesterday. It's like, congrats to my backup. Uh, that was. Well, I got cool. some great pictures in there too. <laughs> there was there I spent some really about good ten pictures. minutes scouring the yeah. the interweb to find some of the pictures that James would be most proud of. I got a senior picture from uh, YZ in there. That's that's the really good one. Oh, his nice poofy hair. People, yeah. like James, he can, looked like JJ Watt in the Super Bowl. Kind yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I mean, James can grow hair. That's what people don't realize. He chooses to shave his head, not because he's balding, but because he hates the way his hair looks. It's pretty <laughs> tremendous. But I go, James, by shaving your head, it, it accentuates your large ears. He's like, why not? Just lean into it now. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's uh, it's good, though. Very excited, though, to have him because I know what he's going to bring. His relationship with Tim Walton, and you know, they, they had a player-coach relationship when he was in St. Louis. I mean, so did Tim and I when we were in... Uh, Detroit, Tim's great. So there's a connectivity there. Like James will be great on the recruiting trail. He's going to give him a lot of juice. I think, you know, Tim and Jim, Jim Knowles and Tim Walton, I mean, really, you know, expressed to Ryan. I mean, I think the, what, what James will bring to the table in terms of recruiting and then also being a full time coach. So it's pretty darn exciting to be able to have that. And I think most of Buckeye Nation is going to be thrilled that that's the case. I do too, and I just have to imagine that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with on the recruiting trail, right? I mean, look at the guy. You obviously know him. I know him very well. Shark, you know him. I mean, he's a very endearing figure, you know, and that sitting in a living room for a kid and being like, hey, look what I did here at Ohio State. Three-time All-American, like, He's all-time gonna, leading tackler for the Rams. Yeah, yes, exactly. Like, that's another piece of the puzzle, too. Like, went off the NFL, did some great things. Uh, but to have him back here in a full-time capacity, like, that's that's tremendous. What's he going to need to do, like, hitting the ground running here in his first offseason as full-time coach? Um, Just coaching the dudes up. I mean, I'm moving Sonny Styles, I think. I think Sonny's going to maybe be moving to linebacker if that transition happens this spring. He's going to have to lean in coaching a guy who's very talented, but a new position. Make sure Cody Simon is going to be the leader of that defense and bring some of the young guys up to pace as well. And so they're going to be doing like CJ Hicks, making sure they're they're working him through. I mean, there's there's going to be some guys that he's got to coach up and continue to develop while recruiting this next crop of guys. Are you surprised that Larry Johnson signed an extension through 2025? Uh, no, I think that that's I think that's probably appropriate. He brought his son Tony just came on. Um, Senior analyst, right? As a senior analyst. So that's, I would say that that's probably, I don't know, I want to say for certain, but that's probably it for uh, Larry. I mean, two more seasons, maybe develop a transition plan after this year, and then you kind of move forward that way. And that's what I think the the talk was about, like with that assistant defensive line coach that we had kind of thrown out into the ether sphere. Well, is that, do you want to have an assistant line coach for Larry? And maybe he could do some special teams, then transition out. Do you bring in a... Simply a special teams coordinator, or you know, do hire James, and I think that was what they were kind of like kicking around trying to figure out. 
Talked about some hirings in Columbus yesterday. We'll get to the firings because the Jackets are in the market for a new general manager. That's next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a good Friday morning to you. Right now the left shoulder is blocked on I-270 westbound on the north side. This is right near the 270-23 split. Crews are on scene right now working to clear this up. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Staggerwald. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Beam has a baby face. Bobby has soft hands. That should not stop you from listening to this show. This is Morning Juice. We're Friday edition of the program. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Talked about the hirings in Columbus yesterday. Coming from the Ohio State staff and finalizing the contracts. James Laurinaitis finalizing the 10-man staff and then a bunch of the contract extensions that you got. Again, Tim Walton gets a two-year contract extension to run through 2026. Jim Knowles got an extension to run through 2026. Larry Johnson got a two-year extension. Well, I guess a one-year extension. Two-year contract extension to run through 2025. Yeah. Keenan Bailey got the one-year contract extension through 2025. And then Tony Johnson, uh, who we were just talking about in our last segment, he comes in as a senior analyst. Those were the hirings. Now, a good portion of our program yesterday were focused on the firings. And that coming from the Ohio State men's basketball side. Chris Holtman, of course, Going by the wayside, the $12.8 million buyout. And then around 9.30 yesterday morning, and I'm sitting in here doing some thing, getting some show prep done for tomorrow. And it's just it should be a message to me to never try to plan anything too early in the day. Yeah. Because the news world hasn't even begun to spin. But I'll see some stories. You know, that's that, what people are like, you know, when do you leave? I'm like, usually after the show, we may have some little administrative things to do. Like, well, don't you plan for tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. Because planning for something 20, yeah. one hours in advance works out real well. <laughs> well, I should know. I should I should learn. book in some guests that are consistently on. I mean, that's yeah. about all we do. Like I said, early, I do. Early in the day. We do that around like 11 o'clock, noon, 1 o'clock. Uh, book the guests. And I'm sitting there yesterday and I'm, I'm putting some stuff together and a little inside baseball. Like we've, you know, I got a prep sheet with all the teases on it and read the teases and we go through and. You know, like I put some stories on the top of the, of our prep sheet. Mysterious and entertaining. That come out perhaps like the night before, early in the morning. I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. That could be interesting. This could be interesting. It's a living, breathing document. Mm. And I don't really put anything in the time. And I saw some interesting comments from Tony Petiti that we were going to do in this segment, you know, today. And I'm like, okay, uh, that's pretty interesting. Let's put in there. Let's put that in there. And then at 930, I hear our boss Fish goes, Yarbo's fired. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute. And then all of a sudden it was like throwing kindling into this place and it was just <laughs> it's out so, of control. I uh, hop on. I don't know if I was in the car or maybe I was getting ready to hop in the steam room. I it was right after you left. Turn the radio on and I'm like, why is John Davis he on with Bo? I'm like, he's normally on with Rothman or someone like that maybe. And then they're talking like, oh, they fired Yarmo. <laughs> like after the next question came yeah. in, I'm like, there you go. So here was John Davidson yesterday uh, in his opening statement 
um, talking about Yarmo and, of course, not being here after 11 seasons. It's a very hard day for me, as Yarmo Kakalainen is a friend and a very smart and talented manager. Unfortunately, as a team, our results haven't been good enough. We all, starting with myself, as head of hockey operations, share responsibility for that. While our team is improving and we have some very talented young players and prospects, it became apparent that we needed a new voice to lead us forward as we turn the page. This decision was difficult because of the quality of the person that Yarmo is. He's a dedicated, loyal, hardworking guy who did a lot of great things, both on the ice and in our community over the past decade. We will always be grateful to Yarmo, his wife Tina, and their girls as they've made our organization and our community a much better place. Yarmo, again, it goes back to the same thing that we were talking about you know, with Holtman. You just can't continue to lose games at the clips that you have been the last couple of years. And the maybe inability to say that we're going through a rebuild and say that we're going through a reload. And a lot of that, you know, marred by the signing of Patrick Lina. You get him, you get him to the contract extension, you get to extend Z, and then you sign Johnny Gaudreau, and it's like, okay. Well, Johnny Gaudreau called you and was like, hey, I would like to sign here. Yeah. It worked out really well for him. It did. And... Then all of a sudden, I, I don't know, and again, I mean, we get excited about things, and you know, we have a tendency to put kind of the cart before the horse on some of these things. Like, you sign those guys, and you're like, okay, your offense should be great. Like, you've got some good veterans. You've got some young pieces. Okay, this is going to be good. This team needs to be competitive, and they need to make a push for the playoffs. And I don't know if anybody was expecting them you know, be a, a top-four seed in the NHL playoffs, but be competitive to the end of the season and make it the last couple of years. And unfortunately, Bob, they just... It's kind of been the same story. They've been out of it since January, both these last couple of seasons. January? I, mean, I would I know. tell you they're out of it you know, yeah. in the calendar year 2023 yeah. for this season. I mean, yeah, it was, I mean, there's injuries. There's a bunch, there's a litany of excuses. My question is, and this, we talked to Jeff Sabota, what time? 720? Yep. You know, Jackets Insider. Why today? Well, you want to hear JD's explanation of the timing right, so of it? Why, why now, JD? Is it simply due that Holman was fired and we can just hop on the train and get some cover here locally? Sometimes when timing is right, we just felt now is the time. We have a lot ahead of us. We've had a up and down, at times, turbulent season. I, I just think that going forward, now is the time to turn that page and go forward with all the decisions that we have to make that are ahead of us. We've also done some very good things this season. I've seen a lot of young players pop. Um, we're a tough out. There's been too many outs. We've improved in areas. But uh, just just now is the time. This is the feeling and the decision that we made as a group. Here's the thing. Now, he doesn't really give we felt. No. I want to say, well, did anything change in the last week or two that yeah. would have allowed him to be fired You know, maybe then versus the now? Ottawa game? Yeah, you know, I mean, you didn't play many. You haven't played many games in the last two weeks. Yeah, you're I mean, on your ten day break. You come back. You have a really good performance at home against the Lightning. I, you just can't find a goal. And I think the argument would be like, well, then why not just during the All Star break? You know, you had ten yeah. days there if you wanted to kind of reorg some stuff and figure some things out. I mean, you obviously had ten days off. You come back and after. How many games? Is this Ottawa the first game since the All Star break? We had the the Lightning game this past Saturday. That's right. So you had two games. Like, what are we doing? Like, why, why now? Other than the fact that it becomes glaringly obvious to me that Chris Holtman was just fired. So it's like, if we're going to make a move, we can do it now. And then we're also given manna from heaven with the James Laronitis hiring. So hopefully that this will help cover all of that. You get a lot of blankets here, Shark. 
A lot of layers for the jackets. So said, beware the Ides of February, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, if Ohio State basketball can pay $12.8 million to get rid of their coach, then the jackets said, oh, well, I guess we're going to charge it to winning too. So Yarmo's out after 11 years. Uh, and you asked the question, what, where were the jackets in Yarmo's tenure? And again, there were some great years under Yarmo, right? I mean, there were some really, really good years for the Blue Jackets. I could never obviously get over that hump. But you always got the Lightning series. Uh, they were pretty good in that, you know, COVID bubble, taking down Toronto. Like, anytime you could beat them, I don't care if it was in front of no fans. Like, that's always, you know, a good situation, as you fans are quite aware of if you're well, listening to this program. Well, it's you've had three coaches in the last, uh, well, well, four coaches in what, the last five years? And that didn't help. Yes. The whole situation with Mr. Babcock this summer certainly did not help. You know, that... Was not. Well, and how much of that was Yarmo versus JD? Of and course. I, that's, that's what that question I I didn't hear asked, but I should have been asked as well. You know, we went from Torts to Lars to Babcock to Pascal now. Four coaches and maybe is it three? Well, is, it's three coaches in a year. Yeah, three coaches in a year, and you throw you know, Torts in there, it's four over three years. And Outside of Taurus, none of them have had success. The Babcock thing was an utter failure. How much of that was you versus how much of that was Yarmo? That's was like a real question. Hired on February 13th of 2013, replacing Sharks boy Scotty Housen. And he had a regular season record of 410, 362, and 97. That is uh, good for about 53% in points per game. So 53% of the games that they played, they earned points in it. Uh, in 869. It's the ninth worst record in the league in that span. So it's not as bad as I initially thought it was. It's still not. You're still in the bottom third. Yeah. I know. I mean, it's not as bad. I mean, if you subtract Torts' tenure, yeah. then it's probably the worst. Well, yeah, because 16, 17, 18, 19. Those were playoff teams. Those were, that was a 50-win team, 45-win team, 47-win team, mm-hmm. and then a 33-win team with the shortened COVID bubble. Yeah. So, all of those teams with winning records in those four years. So, outside of like Torts' tenure here, I would say it was not successful at all. We're going to check in with Jackets Insider Jeff Savota coming up at 720. Get into a little bit what the Jackets need to do in the future. Is it a destination job? Because you got a lot of young players. You got some contracts you need to work out with the Jackets moving forward. Uh, that's going to be the thing, but you've got a really good foundation here. So, I'd imagine that's going to be a pretty desirable job. Again, Jackets Insider Jeff Savota going to join us. Here later on in the program around 720. Shark, you got some awesome news yesterday. You're just going to have to wait five years to experience it. We'll do that in Quick Hitters next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a good Friday morning to you. Right now the left shoulder is still blocked on I-270 westbound near the 270-23 split. This is on the north side of town. Crews are on scene working to clear this up right now. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Starr. If you only have a four- 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 
a radio show hosted by two former football players, one slightly more successful than the other. You're listening to Morning Juice. We here on the Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can always visit them on the line. FeelGreatColumbus.com. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Hey, Sharky. Yes. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. It is our favorite day of the week. The good news Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred has announced his retirement. <laughs> the bad news, it won't happen for another five years. Manfred says he will retire when his current term ends in January of 2029. That means he'll be 70 years old and commissioner for 14 years. Another guy time. working to 70, Shark. Just take yes. notes. At the time of his retirement, uh, Beamer Manfred succeeded Bud Selig in January of 2015. Is Bud still alive? Yes, he that's is. awful, uh, Shark. I'm going to pull out the Uno reverse card and just give this, give this to you. I know it's a, it was a sad day when he announced his retirement yesterday for you. Sad that it's going to be another five years. That's what's so sad. How, about all right, it. let me let me ask. Sad is you're going to have to work to make sure you can be on air that day to talk about his legacy. Not, well, Mom, you, I am not. Well, can we call you that day when he no. retires? No, I'm going to be in Hawaii that day. <laughs> yeah, okay. Five years from now. I love it. You've already got it planned out. It'll be, uh, you know, midnight in Hawaii. You know, he can do some damage in these next five years oh, yeah. still. I mean, he can he, he can ruin the game can. even more. So, I mean, what's, what's next up on the platter I, for old Rob? A couple things. I think he'll probably go to a one-pitch at bat, either walk, strike out, or hit the <laughs> I like ball. that. That's a good idea. Uh, he will expand the playoffs to... 24 teams. Yeah, let's go 24. Maybe eight teams get first-round buys, and then the other 16 meet each other to to narrow it down to 16. Um, Yeah. Counts the games at two hours. so Two hours. 45 minutes, Bob. That's perfect. You I like play it. play one pitch, slow pitch softball. Yeah. How, here's, I'll raise you the two-hour time limit. How about all 162 games in the regular season are sudden death? Yeah. First run wins. There you go. And let's play uh, triple headers so the season only lasts two months. You can end, you just play them, yeah, in one day. You get a whole series done in one day. Yes. How good does that sound? That's great. I mean, you can be, you can play, like, screw dealing with bad weather here in these Midwestern states and on the East Coast and up north. I mean, we're going to play from June to August. And we're going to have the season wrapped up in three months. And then the playoffs will revert to regular baseball, and those will take two months. How does that sound to you? That uh, sounds very Manfredish to me. Yeah. Happy trails to that guy. I know that you're pumped about it. Yeah. I think everything's been said there, Shark. Oh, okay. I don't need to add anything then more. Then we'll move I on. I enjoy Bob. everything that you said sounds great to me. If the Seattle Seahawks were looking to make a change at quarterback, they probably would have done that by now. That's because Geno Smith's contract has a fully guaranteed $12.7 million that kicks in today. And they didn't release him yesterday. And now Seattle could trade him before March 18th. That is the day that the $9.6 million roster bonus kicks in. That's a total of $22.5 million, which would make Geno Smith the 18th highest paid quarterback in 2024. Bob, that's pretty good bang for your buck at that position. I would say that sounds about right yep. with Geno Smith. Like It's good for him. He's getting about $13 million guaranteed now. 
this season and to make him the 18th highest paid player, you feel like you have pretty good value in that. So I think that's a win on both parties. I do too. Uh, and I think that's a good bit of business for the Seattle Seahawks. They tried their best to get out of the Russell Wilson contract, and they did. They managed to be able to move on they from him. Denver. They found out that Geno Smith was going to have a resurgence in his career. Now, it wasn't necessarily the best year for Geno Smith. It wasn't what it was the year prior when they made the run to the playoffs, but it was still good, and he's still a good NFL quarterback. Now, the interesting part then becomes with Gino. Like, yeah, you know, he's probably a great veteran to have around the room. I would imagine. Guys played a lot of games. Like I said, he's had a nice little resurgence in his career. What are they going to do in the quarterback market? Because, I mean, Gino Smith has played more football than he probably is going to play in the future. Uh, and if he does continue to play well, then he's going to want more money. But uh, they sit at 16th in the draft. So they sit at number 16 in the NFL draft. So we'll see kind of what their plan of attack is going to be. Are you going to draft a quarterback this year? Are you going to draft take a quarterback next year, depending on how the season goes? Are you going to trade some assets away to perhaps move up? You want a rookie to be in the room with Geno Smith? Like, there's a lot of different options that this Seahawks team trade can do. Trade for Justin Fields. Could you trade for Justin Fields? There you go. That's an option. I don't know if you'd want Geno and Justin on the same time. I mean, both those guys are starting quarterback caliber in the NFL. I'm not necessarily sure if you wanted to do that, but they have a lot of different options on their plate that they could potentially pursue with Geno Smith being on a very team-friendly deal. And I think it was a it's a great job by both parties. Uh, again, Seahawks kind of saving on the cap, and then Geno earning some well-respected dollars in, across the league. Well, I mean, you get what you pay for in this yeah. world. And they're getting good value. He's not a top-dollar quarterback, but he doesn't play like one either. You can win with him. He's right there in the middle of the league. If you had said he was getting paid somewhere between 14 and 20, so that sounds pretty pretty appropriate for his skill set and it gives you flexibility to be able to bring in a young guy and then also build around him 16th pick in the draft you can probably get Bo Nix you can probably well, J.J. McCarthy get J.J. McCarthy I don't know have you heard the, I oh. mean there's rumors and reports that out there that, about saying he'd be Joe Burrow in another yeah, offense come on I saw that yesterday. My eyes about blew out of my skull. And then I also saw, like, well, depending on who he asks, some of the scouts think that he's the best quarterback in the draft. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. I don't Maybe know. he is. You know, Tom Brady uh, proved to be the best quarterback in his draft, and he was, yep. what, the 16th quarterback taken yep. that year. But those are far and few between. Bill O'Brien, you know, we're, what, seven weeks into the year, and Bill O'Brien has already been employed by three teams. He began January as offensive coordinator for the Patriots. After the season, he became offensive coordinator at Ohio State. And three weeks later, he became head coach at Boston College. O'Brien was introduced yesterday in Chestnut Hill and it, excuse me, admitted that he could have stayed in Foxborough even after Bill Belichick was fired. Belichick's replacement, Gerard Mayo, offered O'Brien a job. But O'Brien said it was important for Coach Mayo to hire his own staff. So Beamer Mayo gave the OC job to fired Browns coordinator Alex Van Pelt. Yeah, he did. And uh, I watched a little bit of this press conference yesterday for Bill O'Brien uh, at Boston College. And I think I think it did stand out. And he was appreciative. I mean, a very, very short tenure here. Well, at he Ohio got State. that job because he was here. Yes, of course he did. And if he wouldn't have gotten hired by Ohio State, and if he would have gone somewhere else, like he's probably not in the running for that Boston College job. But as soon as you're glommed on, 
to Ohio State. It's the offensive coordinator. Glommed on. Yeah, as soon as you're glommed on, um, then all of a sudden you become a desirable candidate. And I thought it, I thought it was a good press conference by Bill O'Brien yesterday. He said, "I really want to thank Ryan Day uh, at Ohio State for his patience and his understanding of why it was so important for me to pursue this job." A lot of people here at Boston College are familiar with Ryan Day. Ryan's an outstanding person, an outstanding coach, and he was great during the whole process. And that's the one thing, man. We get, I get, we get, you get, Shark gets why he took that job. Yeah. I totally, fully understand. Going back home, I mean, it's, it's a crappy job to have, but yeah. it's a job where you want to live, and it's a job where you grew up. So, and the health considerations are his family and his son. So I, I get all of those things. It checks all those boxes for him. And I think he could have probably stayed in New England. I think a lot of those guys could have. Mayo wanted to keep some of them on, but I think Bill's point to there was prudent as well. He needs to bring in his own staff and make it his own. So... I think it works for everybody here in Ohio State. Got Chip Kelly, so all's well that ends well, Beam. Been a crazy 48 hours for hirings and firings in Columbus. Do that in the re-rack next. Morning juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning to you. Right now on your Friday, we are tracking one crash over on the north side of town. This is on I-270 westbound near the 270-23 split. The left shoulder is blocked over there as crews work to clear this up right now. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy C- Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Fan. Keep on swiping that card, baby. Keep on swiping that card. Charge it to winning. This is Morning Juice. Hour number two of the program for us on a Friday. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Coming up here, 720 this morning, around 18 minutes from now. Jackets insider Jeff Sabota. He's going to join the program. Yarmo out is the general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Going to talk all things moving forward. Uh, why the timing uh, with Jeff coming up here uh, at 720 a little bit later on here this morning. Austin Ward, he's going to join us. We'll talk some Buckeyes with him at 735 mm. and then spin the wheel of destiny as to what in the world we could possibly talk about with our friend AJ Hawk coming up here at 835. Got some cruise stuff coming up. I mean, they just hired our guy Leonidas, so... Yeah. How was Vegas for him? How was Vegas? Yeah, I mean, they said the cabarets did some record numbers there. Good. So, you have facts to back that up? Oh, yeah, I saw it online. So, right, you know well, it's we true. Pull, we gotta, let's pull that up. We got to get those figures for the people out there. I don't know if they have any type of actual documented reporting, but I think uh. <laughs> uh, it was just uh, anecdotally they said that there was the. Most profitable weekend they've ever had. It's not surprising. Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota at 720. Austin Ward coming up here at 735. And then AJ Hawk, he's going to round out the program with us as he does every single Friday coming up here at 835. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus. Your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Light sports weekend here little bit yeah well, jackets, it's the week after the super bowl yeah jackets on the road beginning their uh western their california swing coming up here this weekend and into next week they take on the sharks tomorrow at 10 30 that's 10 o'clock coverage begins here on the fan late night tomorrow night for the jackets and then ohio state men's basketball home against purdue coming up on sunday our coverage begins 
at noon. So there you go. Lots of happening. Beware the Ides of February. That's what we said to begin the program here today. A couple of days ago, Chris Holtman fired $12.8 million buyout. Yesterday, we learned around 9.35 in the morning, the Jackets general manager, Yarmo Kekalainen, was fired. So nobody was safe in the city of Columbus. I don't know what the third one could possibly be. I'm not anticipating a third one coming today. But they say, you know, bad things come in threes. But I wouldn't imagine anything happening on that front today. Not heading into the weekend. Shark's going to retire. No, he's not going to retire early. Don't say that. Don't say that. He is. After learning that Manfred's coming back for (laughs) five more years. Yeah, that's what pushed him over the edge. It did. It drove him. He was hoping, I think, to outlast him, I think, was his goal. That's that's unattainable now, Shark. So you're on your way out. My wife told me the other day that if I wanted to retire now, I could. She'd put me on her insurance and... uh, And put you in a cage. And I can get more sleep. That's what she told me. I said, "Thank you." Get plenty of sleep. I mean, Chuck, you work as much as anybody. No more, like not really significantly more. It's it's just the hours of which you work, right? So you don't necessarily need more sleep. You need sleep at different. (laughs) You need sleep at different times, Shark. Right. That's what you maybe need. I think Shark. When you, how long do you think it's going to take you to adjust to a normal sleep schedule when you retire? Two days. Yeah, <laughs> tops. I'm gonna go back to staying up till two, three in the morning, and then sleeping. really, oh yeah, I'm Come a late on. night guy, and I haven't been able to do it for what are you talking about? Years. You're always up at two in the morning. <laughs> I, know. I know, Bob. I'm just getting started. It's, um, well, and that's I'm telling you, it's, you one, like it. it's one of the it's one of the great things about you, Shark, is that you throw your sleep schedule off every weekend. Yes, Inten- intentionally. Well, I. I'm not going to sleep all day on Saturday and Sunday, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, that's, I get it. I get it. And then you dive back in on Monday. That's why you like Friday so much. Mm. You have to take this little nap, and then you get ready for Friday night. How long? I mean, so what do you do? How late do you stay up? Do you stay up to like two on Friday nights then? Yeah. Friday and Saturday. My gosh, so you stay up until you go to bed normally. <laughs> you stay up till two, not like just 11, but like oh, two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What are you watching, Bob? If you have to ask, you I've can't got afford cable it. Cable TV. There's 300 channels. By what the way, good watching? news for you. I saw one of our great listeners tweet us yesterday, and I saw this on my configuration. And Bob, I don't know if you've seen this on the YouTube TV on the stream. If you just click the OK button, like the middle button on your remote, yeah, you can hammer the last channel, so you can now pop back and forth on YouTube TV. I don't have YouTube TV. I know, but that was That's always the a big first th- streaming-ish platform that allows you to oscillate back and forth. That was always a big issue for me, at least. It was like yeah. I had no ability to go back and forth, and now yeah. we have that. Nice. So they're trying to get you to move to the stream. They're giving you options, Shark. <laughs> they're giving you options. I, you know, I'm. I don't want to say never because I'll bet there are half the cable subscribers that there were a decade ago i don't know if it's half and that oh you think it's less than half i think it's less than half. really yeah anyway 75 percent probably wait a minute i think there's 25 percent have probably moved to streaming okay i thought you meant the other way around yeah anyway that appears to be where we're headed streaming television for the you know over the next decade, so I, I'm not going to say I'll never get rid of cable TV, but it is very very convenient. My stepdad, who is uh, around your age, made the switch. Did he? Yeah, he cut the cord. Shark, yeah. would you rather die than go to streaming? I think this is the question no. everybody wants to know. 
You know, my son has YouTube TV, and every time we we have a, a thread with my three kids, we talk about the Cavs and the Guardians and everything. He says, yeah, yeah, I, I can't see any of those games. Yeah. No. We can get the, now, get they'll, now they're going to be on it. Yeah, Amazon. they're going to be on Amazon. He'll be able to get another, that. Now. Another stream, Shark. Right. But you have Amazon. I do have Amazon. Do you are you a conscious objector? You only use it for the discount I, for the shipping. You watch or, Thursday night football on it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you do get on that stream. I do on Thursday night football. But I get that for free. Well, it's not free, but it, it's <laughs> you get it's it included with price. my membership. Yeah. Yes. Your membership. You're, but, you're a prime member. But if I wasn't getting free shipping, I wouldn't subscribe to Amazon. Do you subscribe to the theory why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? No, my but grandma used I'm, to say that a lot. I married my wife. I didn't live with her. Actually, I mean, you kind of get. She wants you to retire so you can get paid to to be the milker. Then at that point, she would be the milker at that point. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she bought you. And she could have then just got the milk for free. You're going to be the one sitting around. She's a good wife. Did you um, entertain the idea of retiring early at all? Uh, she gave you the hall pass, Charles. She, she did. did. Yeah. She did, but I I wouldn't do that to her. I'm we, glad that you we're did We're going to retire together. Okay. That's good. Tandem jump? Yep. I wish you would have said that you wouldn't do that to us. And that would have made me feel no, a lot. That would no. made me feel better. But you, gonna, you guys you know didn't what? cross my mind. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to Jan. I'm gonna say, you know, we need to get charged through one more football season. 2024, 25. We're, We're gonna, gonna have some. I want you to be here when the Browns win the Super Bowl. Yep. I'll come on the show that day when the after, the day after the Browns yeah. win the Super Bowl. Yep. Deal done. done. I don't want to have to exhume you out of that Cleveland uh, cemetery if that's the case, though. I might be there, Bob. If they win the Super Bowl, well, I think hell will have frozen over <laughs> if that happens. Four horsemen appear. I like yeah. that. Oh, man. James Laurinaitis hired his linebackers coach here at Ohio State. It's great. It's a good move. Uh, you and I were talking about it yesterday. Had the interview with the Browns, right? Like, that yeah. was uh, a thing. And then Ryan Day came back and announced, boom, uh, the press release, boom, Ryan Day names James Laurinaitis as linebackers coach. And I don't know necessarily if he wanted to be a GA again I mean we had heard from other people it's like yeah he's okay with being a GA and then uh, they fast tracked him to a linebackers job but it's very deserving pretty good he had his hands on the linebackers already this year he just wasn't able to go out on the road Mm. and recruit and that's what he's been doing here uh, for the last six weeks or so ever since that last staff opening came yeah and so it's there's been a lot of obviously turnover here there's three new coaches that came on three left and, you know, there was discussion. What was Ryan going to do with that last spot? Obviously, they wanted to, you know, and even with you know Bill O'Brien coming and going, I guess there was three spots and four new coaches, one then left. Yeah. Uh, but if, like, Chip Kelly didn't come in, would they have ultimately, I think, maybe just gone with more traditional quarterbacks coach and then, you know, Ryan still calls the plays. I think it was going to be, for it to be a guy who was going to run the show, it had to be a very specific person. So there was that element. And then, you know, what are you going to do uh, at the safety's position, you know, with uh, Perry's spot? And they bring him at Guerrero, you know, who's familiar with Jim Knowles and system and everything he does. And then the, the final piece of intrigue beam, the prestige, if you will, was going to be what was going to happen with that last spot. What were they going to ultimately do? And yep. do you go with another special teams coordinator? Potentially, you know, Larry Johnson's getting older. Do you bring in someone who could you know work with him as maybe a assistant D line coach? 
special court teams coordinator tag. Start the transition period well, now. And that's what Luke Fickle, when I mean, people don't realize this, that's what he came in as. He was a special teams coordinator, assistant line or assistant defensive line coach. And then after Mark D'Antonio left, he moved over to linebackers and they kind of parceled out the special teams a little bit more, but he was still helping with the D-line, you know, job, but it was just a way to get a guy on the staff and have him you know, help him do some other things. So, could they have maybe done that? And then I think the other option was like you just bring in James Laurinaitis full time. Yeah. And he was out recruiting. Someone I heard said that he didn't want to recruit, which was a, is not factually accurate at all. I don't know what imbecile said that on, online. My wife points that to me. I go, where, where did you sit on the internet? Someone posted. I go, <laughs> do these people have any knowledge? I'm like, Court, you know James better than any of those Yahoo's posting. Why wouldn't you just text him yourself? So you're talking to his wife, Shells, and different things. I mean, they live right down the road from us. Like, ask him if that's true. I asked him, not true, not factually accurate. People were, people just espouse whatever they want to try to fit their own narrative. Not true. So it's like he was doing a great job recruiting. It, it, being able to go out on the road helps him. Giving yeah. a full-time position helps him because it's the security and the certainty beam of that job. And so I think that there was a move like trying to figure out where you go. And maybe they Ryan, I think, talked to some other guys. And eventually that thing comes down to... Hey, James is really good. Everyone on the staff feels really comfortable with him. You know, Jim Knowles likes him coaching the linebackers. James is a great technical coach, and he's good with scheme. He's, he played with Tim Walton or for Tim Walton, like, you know, in, in uh, St. Louis. Like, they've got a great relationship. Like, there's a lot of things that were working really well, not to mention the fact that he was a three-time All-American, a captain here, yeah. and the all-time leading tackler for the Rams, and my backup. So that's probably the biggest thing he has going for him on his resume. When he submitted his resume to Ryan Dago, James, did you put the fact that you were my backup on there? Was, was that th- first? Was that front page? Front was center? that what put it over the top? Is when you told him that it's got a big circle on it and in the resume. You, yeah, and you showed him your headshot from Rivals with your poofy hair at Wyzetta. I'm telling. You, I said it earlier. He looks like JJ Watt with that long hair, a little spiky, kind of growing all over the place. Just without the gel, right? But it kind of looked gel. He didn't need gel. I was going to try to dig up when I was putting that tweet out there, some pictures. I was I'd go through our, uh, I don't know how I would have gotten on it. I think I do have a CD drive that I could have plugged in. A I need, CD drive. Well, we have the, oh, we, you just sounded so We have old. a CD of our, of our wedding pictures. <laughs> and, then, and then we took like pictures of the wedding during the, our photographer obviously took pictures of you know, a bunch of stuff. And it was one of our neighbors in Dallas and he was great. And so we have pictures of James and, Marcus and those guys that got our wedding, they're still in college. Yeah. They came and James brought his girlfriend at the time, now wife, uh, the one lovely Shelly, uh, was there very young at that point because she's younger than James. So we had some awesome pictures that I'm going to have to see how I can get the files onto the computer off of the machine. I, get, I need to do the reverse Mugatu. The files are in the computer. I need to get them out and maybe put them on some sort of external hard drive or something like that. Just don't have a gasoline fight uh, when you're doing that. Jackets had a busy day yesterday. GM Yarmulkek line and fired. We're going to check in with Jackets insider Jeff Sabota next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. Right now, no crashes across Central Ohio to let you know about. We are starting to see traffic pick up on I-70 coming into the Columbus Metro. Also on I-71 northbound as you're coming in from the south side. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stocker. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Here's a list of undisputed facts. Beamer is round. Shark was a swinger. And no one derails a show like Bobby Carpenter. No one. This is Morning Juice. For Friday edition of the program, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Jackets had a busy day yesterday. Morning Juice presents Talking Jackets. Jackets. Give it back to Johnny Gaudreau. Left wing circle. Takes a shot. And he scores. Here's Johnny. Sponsored by Schottenstein Roofing. Proud partner of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And now it's the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Checking with the one, the only, the venerable Jackets insider, Jeff Sabota. Jeff, thanks for the time, buddy. Always appreciate it. Uh, big news dump yesterday for the Jackets. After 11 seasons, General Manager Yarmo Kekalainen fired. Just uh, your opening thoughts on that situation, which arose for the CBJ yesterday, Jeff. Yes. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's funny you're talking to Shark and like, what are we going to talk about here? Uh, yeah, <laughs> certainly a, a busy week here in Jackets country. And, and I, I would say that if you follow the team for the last couple of years, you, you couldn't necessarily call this a surprise. Uh, it's been four years without playoff hockey uh, here that we're in the middle of. And, and you know, uh, the, this is the NHL where these things happen quite often. If you look around the league, uh, you know, th- a third of the general managers have turned over in the last two years. Uh, head coaches get, you know, let go and moved through very quickly. So it's a league where this happens quite a bit. And but So if there's any surprise, it's maybe the fact that the Blue Jackets did it during the middle of the season. Uh, you don't generally see that in an organization that values consistency the way that this one does. They, they had not made a general manager or a coach dismissal in the middle of a season since John Tortorello was hired and Todd Richards let go in the middle of the 2015-16 season. So it had been a while, uh, but it just goes to show, uh, you know, that if you look at where this kind of organization is at, and, and then you hate to go back to the, before the season, but the, the Mike Babcock situation, mm-hmm. uh, probably the only way that this leadership group was going to be able to stay intact after that was if it was able to win and win quickly. And unfortunately uh, for the team, where we are right now, uh, in the standings, uh, it felt like it was probably time after 11 seasons, uh, you know, even though I think Yarmo's done a pretty good job and, and his scouting staff and John Davidson and everyone and, and rebuilding the cupboard pretty well with young, talented players in the middle of a rebuild. Uh, after 11 seasons, and especially four without playoff hockey, it's not a huge surprise to say, let's let's get a different set of eyes on this and change things up a little bit going forward. So, uh, you know, not necessarily a surprising day, but a day that, uh, I think will obviously be a significant one in Blue Jackets history because only only three general managers in team history through 24, 20, 23 seasons. Uh, you know, again, it's an organization that has valued consistency, and, and now it's time uh, uh, for the first GM hunt since 2013. So it'll be very interesting to see how this goes. I like consistency, Jeff, but I like winning more. Um, <laughs> and so as I look at this and I see – they made this move, and I know Bill David or John Davidson said it was just kind of a feeling, get a new start. When asked about the timing of it, because was it something that happened with Tampa Bay, Ottawa? I mean, they had the All Star break. Outside of it being conspicuously close to the right after the Chris Holtman fire, I can't find a reason why it would have been yesterday. Yeah, I guess that's it is a great question, and you know what's funny though is if you look back. I say this doesn't happen very often, so I can really remember 
kind of the, the history of these things. John Davidson made the decision to let go Scott House and then hire Yarmo Kekalina on February 12th and February 13th of 2013. So it's almost 11 years to the day. So maybe there's something. Oh, the anniversary. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so maybe you get, there is something to the fact that this is the time of year where JD likes to make that kind of decision. And, and he said uh, that you know he had not, he admittedly had not been around for a lot of the first half of the season because he's coming off uh, a back surgery. So you know he, he wanted to be in person more before he made the final decision. Um, you know I think the trade deadline is something that play, is the play because you know obviously if you're if you've made the decision at the end of the season you're going to make a change. You might as well make it now, obviously, because this is the time where trades happen. Um, I don't think it's going to be the busiest trade deadline for the Blue Jackets, but I, I guess you never know. Uh, but I guess if you, if really the planning for the next couple of seasons starts now, and so if you've decided to move on, now I guess is the time to make that decision. But but you are right, it is. You know, if you'd have asked me Monday if I saw this coming on Thursday, I would have said I do not. But here we are, and they've made the decision, and, and it's time to move on. He is Jackets insider Jeff Sabota with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. Fan guest hotline. In the end, I mean, Bob is right, you know, Jeff. I mean, you just got to win, right? And I mean, we saw that with the Ohio State basketball program a couple of days ago, and we saw that with the Jackets, um, yeah, just yesterday uh, with Yarmo being fired after eleven seasons. Uh, as far as general manager goes and the future of this organization, Jeff, I mean, I, I would imagine that it's going to be pretty desirable, right? I mean, you mentioned the cupboard and it's restocked, and you've got a lot of good prospects, and I, I just feel like for so long we've talked about the young talent, the young talent, it's a young team, young talent. Wait until these guys get in the NHL, but I mean, at some point you're going to have to harvest that talent and actually do something. You do have a couple of contract situations that you're going to either a have to get out of or b kind of manage that uh, along with the young guys. But overall, I mean, how would you characterize? This general manager, just this general manager job, in terms of desireness uh, across the NHL. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very uh, desirable job. And, and John Davidson said yesterday he's already gotten some calls, but of, of, you know, of course he's going to say that. But uh, if you look at the chatter around the league and, and just you know the reaction from uh, you know a lot of the connected media types in, in the game, uh, they've had the same reaction. This is going to be a job people are going to be interested in because you've got. The, you know, the, the really it all the, the rebuild officially started and the Band-Aid was ripped off at yeah. the draft in 2021 when they started Seth Jones and, and made the three first-round picks. Uh, and since then, you know, they've done, a, a, I would say, time will tell how good these guys end up being, but there's certainly a lot of excitement around, you know, the, the Chinakas and the Fantillis of the world. And I could keep going down the list of young talent they have, but you've, you've started the process now, and you're two to three years in, and, and you to this point, it, it appears done a pretty good job with it so you know you don't have to come in and tear it all down to the studs the, the that part's already been done and you've got two or three years of draft picks in place and so yeah the, the stock of young talent is impressive you know even though you know we've talked about it hasn't been the, the johnny gaudreauist of johnny gaudreau seasons he's still johnny gaudreau so you've got him and, and zach Wierenski and some good veterans as well to build upon so you've you've taken some steps some steps in the process and now you know if you're a general manager you can come in and, and make some quick hard decisions probably and feel like you've got this team in a place where it can be a pretty good team in the near future. So uh, I think it's going to be a pretty attractive job, and I think they're going to have no trouble uh, filling in, especially you add in, you know, you've got great facilities. You've got, you know, a tremendous fan base that sold out eight of the last yeah. ten games. You've got so many of the pieces here to make this uh, – you can really put your stamp on it and, and remake this roster, uh, I think, relatively quickly and feel like you've you've got these guys, these young guys surrounded by players that could maybe make a – Make this work here in the, the next couple of seasons. Absolutely. Put a nice little stamp on the roster, Mushroom or otherwise. We've got a uh, – there's a, there's a 
term I like to th- I learned about in my MBA program, Jeff, the co- cost allocation accounting process of uh, identifying and assigning cost activities, people, projects, uh, relative to their level of involvement with that. Um, how much of the Babcock hiring is Yarmo wearing in this situation versus John Davidson? That is a great question. Obviously, I you know I mentioned it in the first answer. I think that that probably was the moment where, uh, if, if you're being honest, I mean, it was a mistake by the organization, and yep. I think everyone sees that. So I would have to say, you know, that's probably, you know, if, if the timing had been different and hadn't been before the season, who knows if this decision had been made previously. And, and I guess, you know, Yarmo is the one that's not here anymore. So at the start, at least, but I mean, you know, I, I think that there's, a, a, you know, a lot of egg on faces to go around. So um, it, it we'll see where this all goes. Um, I mean, you know, a change has been made. So I, I think if you, you know, from, from the moment that happened, it was, you know, it was the feeling was, there's probably going to be some, some new things happening around the Columbus Blue Jackets at some point, unless they won quickly. Uh, and again, we're, we're in this situation now. So I guess, uh, I guess you have your answer. Yeah. And it's back to back years that you find yourself in the same situation, buddy. Always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for hopping on with us here uh, this morning. Have fun watching tomorrow. Uh, are you watching from the couch? Are you watching from the building? Uh, I, I'll be watching from the couch on this one. So, uh, <laughs> hope everyone, hope everyone has fun in California. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Jeff. Have a great weekend, buddy. We'll check, check it again next Friday. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. There he goes. Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Attention, business owners. If you own a business, medical practice, or have a complicated tax return, pay attention. We're getting to that time of the year with tax season. I want to tell you about Brad Henneburton from Premier Tax CPAs. Brad's from Central Ohio, runs a successful business in Westerville. He's the guy that you want to talk to for your accounting needs. Premier Tax CPA. They're not just a tax time CPA firm. Brad and his team, they're going to work year-round so they can actively advise you on the best tax planning and financial strategies to fit your needs. So call Premier Tax CPAs at 614-524-4888. That's 614-524-4888. Let's talk about some firings with Jeff Sabota. Let's talk some hirings with Austin Ward mm. next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning to you. Right now, no crashes on our map to let you know about, but we are seeing traffic pick up on 33 at the 270 loop on the southeast side, also on I-71 coming into the Columbus Metro. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagger. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What's the going rate for a good babysitter? Also, Shark needs a raise. You're listening to Morning Juice. Here's along here, a little Friday edition of the program. Just talk some firings with Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota. Let's talk some hirings with our guy. A guy who considers himself the mayor of Laramie, Wyoming, who holds the shuffleboard record at the Ranger, and most impressive, the commissioner of the Central Ohio Two-Man Scramble League. Here's Austin Ward. And now to the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Check out the aforementioned Austin Ward. A-Ward Sports, happy Friday to you, buddy. Busy day in Columbus. We've had some firings for the Buckeyes. We had some hirings yesterday. All encapsulating a crazy week, and now Ryan Day has finalized his staff for the year 2024. What's going on, buddy? Good to talk to you. Beamer, I don't care what you say. It's always Football Friday to me. 
I know last week oh, it was. Yes. I, Austin got sad last week, Bob, <laughs> when you were in Oklahoma because I said it's the final football Friday because we were leading in to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, the clock never stops around here, Austin. It's always football season. Yep, and um, Ohio State is getting ready because they're about uh, two and a half weeks away from the start of spring ball, and now they know who all the full-time coaches will be. Uh, James Laurinaitis, as you guys have no doubt been talking about on the morning juice, getting that uh, who? who? James Laurinaitis, he he played linebacker, Bob, at Ohio State. Oh, you mean um, the former fan personality, James Laurinaitis. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. I didn't know that that was how I was supposed to refer to him in this uh, particular (laughs) venue. Um, Former fan uh, co-host, radio host, uh, media superstar, uh, Big Ten Network analyst. Former former backup uh, to Bobby Carpenter? Former Bobby Carpenter backup and three-time All-American, James Laurinaitis, will be staying at his alma mater. Uh, And Ryan Day... Took his time. I got this question. So did you guys a bunch? Like, what is taking so long? You know, Ryan Day was looking at all options and trying to make sure that he could, uh, you know, fill that spot to the to the very best candidate and in the very best way, which could have been a second defensive line coach, could have been, you know, making sure that James was the best fit to take over the linebackers or keep leading the linebackers based on the role that he had last year, uh, or even potentially finding – uh, somebody to lead the special teams as a coordinator. Um, but uh, after looking at all those options and getting into the middle of February, you know, Ryan Day deciding to stick with a guy who you know can passionately recruit and sell Ohio State at a level that few can, uh, who certainly knows the linebacker position. He is early in his career. I think maybe, you know, Ryan Day alluded to this um, publicly a week and a half ago in his offseason press conference. Like, James is still a young coach. He's just been doing this for two years. Like, some of this is still a little bit of a bet on the future, and and I think, in some ways, he had to, you know, make sure that that was truly the the wager that he wanted to make. But I think it would have been pretty painful for Ohio State if they had uh, done something that led to James leaving. He had other options to do so, and has had them uh, dating back to last year and his arrival. So you certainly don't want to see someone with James's legacy at Ohio State, you know, fulfill his coaching potential elsewhere. You know, you talk about that, you know, and obviously there was the report that, you know, he'd interviewed with the Browns and, you know, not sure what had come about that yet. I mean, how how important do you think those other options were out there to make sure that, hey, I mean, if not here, then potentially somewhere else. And I think that that would have been bad, but I can't, I can't imagine that there being a better fit or somewhere else, someone else doing a better job on the staff than what you're asking James to do as well. And so, I mean, how important, Austin, do you think it was that he was exploring some of those opportunities to, I I guess, promote his desirability? Yeah, I mean, I think the leverage in any negotiation or conversation is important. And if that helps reinforce that, that's great for James Laurinaitis. I I think that, again, I am not in coaching meetings. I'm not in the Woody every single day. So, you know, what happens 365 days a year, what, you know, what Ryan Day's evaluation was, I can't really speak to that. From the outside, the value and the potential in James Laurinaitis seems pretty clear to me. And there was, I think, my understanding is a willingness from James, if they had gone out to try and land somebody like Jason Taylor to provide a transition to the future with Larry Johnson, when or if he ever retires as the defensive line coach, you know, I, I think that 
being at his alma mater and already making a couple hundred thousand dollars, there was some some level of willingness for James to sacrifice. And, that, and I think that has to be played out in his mind, in James Laurinaitis' mind as well. Like, if another school like Missouri is contacting him or you have spots in the NFL where, you know, I, I think the Saints are, like, constantly putting job opportunities in front of him, in front of him just in case he ever takes it, you know, it's hard to match being back in Columbus, the Blocko, enhancing the legacy, and you know even financially, that's still going to be tough for other places to match that. So that that's all tied up into this. I think everybody had to, you know, be on the same page about what they wanted to accomplish moving forward. And and finally, here in the middle of February, it seems that they are. It seems like Ohio State just has more built-in advantages than the rest. As we check with Austin Ward here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. It wasn't the only announcement yesterday coming down from the program, Austin. Tim Walton has been promoted, received a two-year contract extension through 2026. Jim Knowles got an extension through 2026. And then Keenan Bailey, Larry Johnson got an extension through 2025. Uh, to you, which one of those was the most important for the Buckeyes to get done here this offseason? Yeah, the one with Jim Knowles, I think we had already alluded to that extension and a, and a potential raise you know, happening for him. When he you know, got in the mix, I don't really believe that Jim Knowles has a burning desire to be a head coach again. Um, but he took interviews to do so, had one with Duke. Uh, other schools were like trying to splash the pot and see if they could uh, snipe him away as the defensive coordinator in the offseason. So I think maintaining and retaining Jim Knowles goes down as the most important. He What he's done in two years has been pretty remarkable. Now you've got um, more familiarity, more confidence in year three with him and a chance for with the personnel that's coming back for, for Jim Knowles to potentially put together not just what might be the best defense in the country, but potentially uh, an historic one. I think the potential is in there for this to be one of the better defenses that I've seen at Ohio State personally, and I will see they have a long way to go. It's still the middle of February, but I think locking up Jim Knowles was pretty important. Uh, and then Tim Walton has been on such a, a tear that he, he certainly earned uh, the new title that comes with that extension that he got, the assistant head coach in secondary, as well as being the quarterback cornerbacks coach. Um, what does that actually mean in terms of structure with McGarry coming in, uh, back in to coach the safeties? I don't know. It might just be a way to to goose that that money a little bit. But even if that's all, even if that's all it is, that's still well worth it for what Tim Walton has done. So, uh, you know, Larry Johnson sticking around still a big deal. I thought last year uh, was a really nice. Uh, I don't know. Bounce back may not be the right word for it, but uh, those guys I think really especially with seeing with JT and Jack and, and some of those guys on the defensive tackle with Tyreek Williams taking that next step. I thought that was a great uh, on-field return uh, to glory there for Larry Johnson and the Rushman and, and some of the, you know, recruiting. I saw Dom Kirk's there uh, signed a week and a half ago. Um, you know, maybe some of that, there's a, a late flourish here to the end of his career, if and when that ever comes. Austin? Oh, yeah, go ahead. In the last 30 seconds, Austin. I heard a narrative, my wife actually reported this to me, that she saw on okay. the line that there was a narrative that James wanted to stay at GA because he really didn't want to go out on the road recruiting. Was there any evidence that you no. ran across? No, no, no. Oh. no, 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 no. Okay, I was confused. I, my wife told I, me she saw it on the internet, so. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, there's a lot. There's lots of stuff on the internet, but I was told pretty directly and confidently that 
James Laurinaitis wants to be on the road, wanted to be a full-time coach, and that he was um, very frustrated that other schools were negative recruiting against him by saying he was, quote, only a GA. Is that where you want to go play? They don't even have a full-time linebackers (laughs) coach there. Um, He did not care for that that uphill fight being made. And uh, January, I think he really enjoyed uh, the opportunities that he had to get a taste of that life. And I don't believe that he was in any way desirous of losing it. Well, watch out. Happy just learned how to putt. Buddy, appreciate the time. Thanks as always. We'll check in uh, with you again dark and early, 6 a.m. Monday morning, all right? Can't wait. See you, boys. There you go. It's Austin Ward with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Hey, you want to hit quick on the cost for game-changing windows for your home? You, Columbus homeowners, you voted Pella the leading and most trusted window brand in town. There's no surprise. People choose Pella because they're the best. But there's also people that ask, is it pricier for the best? And here's the truth about Pella. Uh, I've got a lot of Pella windows in our house. I mean, they're fantastic. They've got five different product lines for the $300,000 to the $3 million home. So there's something for everyone in all the lines. Well, it's no surprise. They're still Pella level awesome. So check out my local Pella team at PellaColumbus.com. We're going to get juice next. Morning juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now, no crashes across central Ohio to let you know about. We are starting to see traffic pick up on I-71 coming into the Columbus Metro and on I-70 coming in from the far west side. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuggle. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The hardest part of your workday is over. You've managed to get out of your fart sack. Attention campers, lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle deal with it this is morning juice i was thinking about fart sacking this morning i didn't and i got up we here on the juice are brought to you by our good friends over at affinity whole healthy leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy you can always visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com what's got you juice bob's big friday buddy get out of town friday for you it's got you juice well it is i just got a text from my producer or uh yeah my producer over at uh, xm i normally work three to six today and Rick Neuheisel called off at 9. She's like, can you work at 9? I know you have your show. Well, and and she was like, hey, just, you know what? You can be there at 9.15 if that's good. Yeah, that's fine with me. I go, it's great. I'd rather be done at noon. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm going to have to change my workout schedule and move some things around beam. There'll be some shifting of the sand, but that's going to be all right because I'm going to be done earlier and have the afternoon off, which I always enjoy and is always fun. So that's got me juiced today. The hiring of my guy, James Laurinaitis, got me Juiced in a huge way. Great addition for Ohio State. He's going to be great on the recruiting trail. He's a great position coach. And honestly, at some point in time, like I'm not saying within like the next couple of years, but I wouldn't be surprised to see James Laurinaitis as a coordinator. He's really, really good. And I cannot speak more about him, not only as a coach, but as a man yeah. and everything that he can do. Great father, great husband, and uh, someone you want to have representing your university in a big way. Uh, and then also, I, I ran into a couple of things. We've got some different options here today. Let's uh, let's play Arnold this morning. A little Arnold Schwarzenegger gets you fired up on a Friday. Give it up. Give it up. Give up that war. You know the war that you have to really fight? is the war against yourself. 
Now it's not easy to look in the mirror and to change your own life. It's hard as hell. You have to take responsibility. You have to learn new things. You have to feel uncomfortable. Good, because discomfort is how we grow. That's how we become strong. If you want to grow as a person, you really have to make friends with pain. Embrace the discomfort. Enjoy the struggle. You have two paths in front of you right now. One of them is going to be the harder one today. It's going to be downright painful. You will have to force your brain to think in new ways. You may lose some friends who want to hold on to their weak beliefs. But as you pull yourself away from that anger and that hate, eventually you will start to feel empowered. You will realize that you have the greatest power of all, the power to change your own life. You will be stronger than you've ever known. I love it. Hoarding weak beliefs. Don't hoard weak beliefs. Hoard strong beliefs. Turtle the dead. Trample the weak. Get the job done. That's all that you need to do. Hopefully that gets you juiced here on this Friday. We already heard a little bit of Schleil during the break. What's up, Columbus? What's up, Columbus? What's he got to say now, Shark? There's so many things going down right now at Waffle House. You got to have your mind right because you're about ready to eat a freaking all-American breakfast. That's number one. Number two, someone might want to pick a fight with you or potentially kill you. So you got to be ready for that, too. Never in the days of Waffle House, when they, when they started it back in the 40s, did they even conceive that you would go there just to not necessarily have a great breakfast, but also have to survive for your life. Now, those two things occur simultaneously. It's big time ball. Big time ball. <laughs> he was, uh, I don't think he was very lucid that morning. No, I, rem- I, rem- no, I remember he- that morning, and I think he was still sleeping. I think he was sleep talking. Um, by the way, where did I see this? By the way, they opened in the 50s, not yeah. in the 40s. I, well, he, he said it was break. so much confidence, though. They uh, by the, when they opened, back in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you getting that from? Uh, he's one of a kind, yeah, well, Anthony Frederick oh, Schlegel. And we'll have some great stories. Maybe another creation, the Arnie Palmy too. Oh, jeez. Hopefully that comes to fruition for you guys. Oh. Maybe a little scotch and splenda on the book. I just I hope cruise. he doesn't like come come in like a wrecking ball. Miley Cyrus style. You know yeah. that's his style. It really is. Maybe you could interview him in the morning on the cruise, Bob, when he is somewhat lucid. Would it be entertaining to get him at a point where he's incapacitated beyond well, see, relief? Now, but see, you're going to have to pass it through Shark, so Shark can edit out. Yeah, I've got to edit that, Edit the Bob. good stuff. I know, but the problem is when he gets a little out of control, <laughs> he gets editing, out of control. Yeah, the editing keep is him between the lines. a real chore. Anyway, a uh, big, big weekend for the uh, Shark household. We've got, uh, well, unfortunately, I've got a funeral this morning. Those are never much fun. Uh, fun. I got one, too, my aunt. That'll be great. We can celebrate together, Shark. It's bad, bad, bad. Commemorate. Commemorate. Uh, and then tomorrow I get to go to Ashland, clean my parents' house. Nice. It's my uh, weekend to do that. You're a good son. Sunday, we've got the Jake Diebler debut yeah. at Ohio State. Going to knock off those second-ranked Boilermakers. They trailed last night to Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota went on like a uh, 18 nothing run to go from down 10 to up 8. And then what happened? They couldn't hold on. Mm-hmm. Purdue uh, managed to eke it out in the end by, what was it, six or eight points. And uh, anyway, so that has me juiced. And then also, the Cleveland Guardians normally play their home opener at 4.10. This year, they've got to move it back an hour because the total solar eclipse is happening April 8th up in Cleveland. And we're going to get like one minute of a 
total solar eclipse in Columbus, but up there they get four full minutes mm. of it. Pure pitch darkness in the afternoon, which is pretty incredible. Darkness. And that's happening at 3.13 in the afternoon. So instead of starting at 4.10, they're going to move that back to 5.10. But they are opening the gates at 2 o'clock yep. in the afternoon so that the fine folks will be able to sit in their seats oh. and watch the eclipse. Then then they shall play in the shade. I mean, what are we talking about? Uh, Late night has dropped that out there. Then we be, shall fight in the shade. Right. It'll be full sunshine by the time they play. Actually... They got it, lights up there. It will probably still be cloudy because uh, it's as <laughs> cloudy the up there as it is up down here. It's the way Ohio is. Beamer, what has you juiced on this beautiful Friday? You know what's got me juiced last night? I turned to the Peacock. Hopped on there about 8 o'clock last night. I was watching Caitlin Clark. And uh, she broke the record in like four minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes of seconds. game time. Yeah. And I think by eight oh five, like or whatever, five minutes after the game had started, the record had already been broke. She hit a three to start out the game. She had a nice driving layup, uh, and then she needed a three to break the record. And I'm sitting there watching it, Bob. She crosses the timeline oh, and it's just a 40, boom, 35 footer. Bang! I mean, hit an absolute logo bomb. I'm going nuts in the living room. Mary's like. You be quiet. We got a baby sleeping in this house. I'm like, that was one of the most baller things I've ever seen. Let the boy watch. Yeah, it was. Uh, so that was pretty incredible. Had a good time watching that last night. And super juiced. I'm also juiced about James. Big congrats to him. It's awesome. Um, we love James here on this show, and it's really, really tremendous. So congrats to him and his family for getting that done. And it was a good move by Ryan. Uh, also saw this yesterday. Congrats to our guy, Neil Sika, uh, former play-by-play man of your Columbus crew. Uh, he got the full-time Apple play-by-play broadcaster this year for doing MLS games. So big congrats to Neil. Uh, Super, super pumped for him uh, as well. When I saw him cutting up here sound over the summer, I'm like, Neil, you're not long for this job. We're going to get you back in the play-by-play booth. So a big congrats to him. That has got me juiced that he's doing MLS games this year uh, for Apple on TV. So back where he belongs. Let's get Jordan Angeli and Brett Hillbrand, too. Let's get them signed a contract because they do a fantastic job. As well. We had significant hirings and firings in Columbus yesterday. Do that in the re-rack coming up next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now, no crashes across central Ohio to let you know about. We are starting to see traffic pick up on I-71 coming into the Columbus Metro and on I-70 coming in from the far west side. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuggle. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you make a wise crack about Dayton pizza, Beamer will murder you dead. Ah, humor. I have it too. This is Morning Juice. Hour number three of the program for us on a Friday. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Got tons of good stuff in the first two hours of the program. We've got a podcast for that. You can hop on any of your podcasting platform, type in Morning Juice in the search bar, hit the subscribe button, and all three hours of the show magically put together by shark will appear to your smartphone or listening device wherever uh, you listen from we also got a stream too if you're heading into work right now say boy i'd like to listen to those guys when they talk to aj coming up here at 8 35 got that on the app got that on the radio or i guess on the internet i don't know how anything works if our app's working then we should be good to go uh, but aj he's going to join the program coming up here around 8 35 a little bit later on 
keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Bob, give me a number. Ooh, let's do uh, number 11. Caller right. number 11. For the 11 years Jarmo spent here. Pour one out. Long may you reign. 614-821-9710. Caller number 11. You're going to be get to see the uh, the first game in the Jake Diebler era as the Buckeyes will entertain the Boilermakers of Purdue coming up this Sunday at 1 o'clock. Tickets are on sale through OhioStateBuckeyes.com. 614-821-9710. Caller number 11. You get into Shark. You'll be walking away with a pair of tickets. Like I said, Buckeyes Boilermakers. Boilermakers with a nice victory, uh, snatching a victory out of the jaws of defeat against Minnesota last night. Uh, they come into town Sunday, 1 o'clock. Be interesting to see, I mean, how the crowd... How the crowd responds, right? Chris Holtman gone. Yeah. They get behind this team and get behind this program and see if they can pull a monster upset. I mean, that would be quite the impressive thing to do. Uh, I don't know if they necessarily have it in them, but still, you got an opportunity to knock off the big dogs in Purdue coming up on Sunday. Oh, it's a great opportunity. We'll see if that opportunity being manifests itself positively. Not sure if they'll be able to get it done, but how else would you like to debut your career? Uh, career for Jake Diebler. Of course. Sunday, 2 o'clock against top five team in the country at home. It's better than that. Yeah, well, getting a win. Getting a win. Might be better than that. That would be very nice. So 1 o'clock on Sunday, noon coverage here on The Fan. Jackets out on the West Coast taking on the Sharks tomorrow. That's 10 o'clock coverage here on The Fan for the late night folks. That is a 10.30 start time out there in San Jose. I mean, we've, we've lost our minds collectively, I think, as a society. Um, but more so with distracted driving. I mean, it's it's crazy. It, it's just nuts. And you know, I take three fifteen on the way to work, and I obviously can't see anybody on the way into work because it's very dark outside. But on the way home, I mean, I'm just I, I'm not even shocked anymore. I'm almost impressed with what we can do. Oh yeah, while multitask. We're Seventy-five oh, miles an hour down a road. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, What's it's, the, yeah. what are some of the things you've seen, Beam? Uh, I've seen makeup. Ma- phone. Yeah, I've seen makeup, makeup and phone. Yeah, that's the same thing. You got to make sure you're getting both done. Makeup and phone. Recently, I've, I've seen the multitasking on that front. But what really bothered me, and I've told you, I've had this problem, and I'm becoming, uh, you know, 80 years old, kind of overnight. Um, what really bothered me, I was coming home last night, and I've told you, you know, it's 25 miles an hour in our in our neighborhood, and like. Our houses are close together and there's not many sidewalks and like people are walking on the streets or walking with their kids or walking their dogs. And, like I'm always obeying the 25, like in our neighborhood, I'm always obeying it. And some people aren't and they're blowing stop signs and they're blowing yields and all kinds of stuff. So I'm coming back home last night and I'm driving down my street. We've got crossroads, right? I mean, it's, you yeah. know, everything's built on a grid here in the city. We know that we've got crossroads coming in uh, from where we live at. And I'm going at yeah, 23 miles an hour down my street, you know, getting ready to, pull into our driveway and literally the cross street before our house. Uh, there is this, this older lady. She's driving a Volvo and there's a blatant stop sign. I mean, the neighborhood streets, the ones that have the majority of the houses on it don't have stop signs. You just go and the stop signs are at, at the crossroads. And there's a lady yesterday who I, I don't know what she was doing. She was looking down at her phone uh, she Perfect. was looking the wrong way, nice. and then she also had something else in her hand. So she had phone in one hand, she had something else, an unidentifiable object in another hand. Maybe it She's was looking the crack down. Pipe. It could have been. I'm not necessarily sure, 
But Bob, I mean, I'm again. I'm, I'm not going very fast. I'm going 22, 23 miles an hour on my way. Literally getting ready to pull into home. Right. Picked up some dinner last night. Okay, it's about six o'clock. Sun is still up. Like it's, yeah. it's still light outside. Orbs coming back. It is. It's night. It's been nice to see that thing. And this lady, I mean, I'm I'm doing my business. I'm about thirty yards away from the stop sign. Now fifteen. Now ten. Lady just full on blows the stop sign while she's got unidentifiable unidentifiable object in one hand, phone in the other, looking down. And I, I've gotten as I've gotten older, I'd like to think that I've gotten a little bit wiser. And maybe I haven't. Maybe I'm stupid, and I know that. But I, I don't like to lay on a horn or give hand gestures anymore because the world is a crazy Should place. Should swerve at her. And we'll give her something to think about. I mean, I just laid on this horn. She dropped her phone and gave me the bird. I'm like, lady, you just ran a stop sign going 30 miles an hour. You have, you're too distracted to even pay attention what's going on. I'm not speeding. You're speeding. You just blew a stop sign, and you want to give me the bird. Why don't you follow her and stop and get out, man? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Why not? I'm not going to do Teach that. Teach her a lesson. I'm not going to do that. I've I've turned a page in my life. A younger me probably would have. Well, done why not? That. You want to be me? Don't you want to prevent that? Maybe the next person isn't as diligent as a driver as you are. I mean, if I was, and she hits him. If I was a, a one second earlier, I mean, I'm sm- my car is smoked, just absolutely smoked. A nice little T bone in our neighborhood. Yeah. So why wouldn't you have addressed that with her? Make sure that she knows. We got kids and dogs here, lady. All right. What yeah. happens the next time I'm crossing the street? All of a sudden. A fake stroller with a baby, or God forbid, a real stroller with a real baby's right in front of you. I told you, man. You Put your get... stuff down when you're driving. It's not that important. I'll just obey the traffic laws. <laughs> that I mean, too. That's, that's a start. Start obeying the traffic laws. That'd be a great opportunity there, Beam. So it's now, awful. That's good. We've you gotten know, out of control with it. Well, I would say we've gotten worse. I mean, people used to always put makeup on, and that was never a big deal. Somehow, even though it's probably just as dangerous as looking at your phone, I guess. Problem is, people like look at their phone. I'm like, if you want to glance at it, okay, there's no difference between doing that and like changing your radio or doing whatever, changing it to the fan, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people just become enamored. We can't like glance and then look away. As Rothman said, give them the glance, Armstrong. We have to stare at it and then become encapsulated and asphyxiated with what's going on. Um, but nothing will ever surpass. I mean, when we were driving, I was driving to Memorial Tournament. This is pre-COVID, up 33, Riverside Drive. So, uh, so you're heading north, too. Heading north, right. two lanes each way, you know. Yeah. And there was a guy, and I'm driving my truck up there, and there's a dude in you know, the car so I could see down in. And I'll give him credit. I mean, I, I'd never seen this. He had no shirt on. He was driving in it. That's hot part of the year, June. This was when I was doing the show with Rothman, so it was for the noon show. It's probably like 10 clock i'm leaving you know we don't get there too early there's nothing to do mm-hmm. but i don't want to be late i mean obviously you have to park walk i mean it's a process to get to where we're at so give myself plenty of time it's maybe 10 10 30 in the morning i'm not crazy far up riverside probably still in arlington maybe to going into dublin yeah, i don't like know if a I'm, fishinger area yeah, i don't know if i'm quite there. to 161 yet mm-hmm. i look down at this guy and he's driving and in his lap he has a large device used for smoking marijuana beam. <laughs> Not like your handheld bowl, but I'm talking one of the nice bongs. Like, a, like a three-footer? That he's straddling around his legs. And he's he got, got the, it at waterbeds and stuff? Yeah, and the best part, I mean, the window's full. Yeah, my man's hotboxing all the way there. <laughs> but I'm like, I drove. I used to off the dig and see it. So what did I do? Beam? You want to document the situation. So naturally, <laughs> I get up beside him. 
No, yeah, I took a picture of him. I'll just see if I can find it. I think I have it in my phone somewhere. But it was because I don't think people would have believed it. I go, my man's not like burning a J or a small little bowl like Sharks guy. We're I mean, ripping dude, a bong on 33 going 50 miles an ripping hour. Ripping a bong hit that's three a three-foot water bong that my man's sitting there hanging yeah, out with. Yeah, traffic coming near you that is... You know, oh, a yeah. foot and a half away. Hey, you know what, though? You die doing what you love, Beam. I guess. Why not? I mean, yeah, the dude's car was classic. He had like three laundry baskets piled up. I mean, <laughs> it, it was every stereotype that you think would exist for a dude that's going to smoke a bong on a Thursday at 1030 in his vehicle. I don't think he had a shirt on either, or maybe just a beater, but he was, it was awesome. I said, that'll, I go, I got a picture. Obviously, I got to take a picture of this because no one will believe it. Number two, I'm like, this is where we've gotten to in society. That was back pre-COVID, like 2018, 2017. So, no kudos for finding a way to get it done. Good for that guy. Ripping bong hits. I mean, I can't believe that I got I got birded yesterday for just driving down the road. I, I was astonished. You should keep tennis balls in your car. It stinks because you're a righty. If you're a lefty, you could just roll the window down and whip it right, run it right at her. Um, I told you, you need to get that fake stroller. I, I'm really thinking about We're it. Not a fake like stroller, that, real cheap stroller yeah. with a baby doll in it. And when people are driving, just push it right out in front of their car. Yeah. Boom, watch the baby go flying. Oh, my gosh. I, my think, I think that's the next That's the next path for me. Yeah, take it to the next level. I think I'm just going to take, take justice in my own hands now. I mean, or... If you really want to, you go online. My buddy had looked for one one time. Cause, Tire yep. strips? Yep. There you go. Yeah. I mean, your streets aren't very wide. No. You we just, can barely fit. I mean, when two cars are coming, you got one's got to pull over behind the parked so, cars to let the other yeah. car through. So here's all you got to do. You get, your, you get your, your tax strip anchored down on the one side. You get yourself a little rope. And if someone's flying down, you're sitting there on the porch, you just pull that thing right across. <laughs> flatten their tires. I, I would, that would be a dream for me. Well, a total dream. You know what? Father's Day is coming up. We'll see if... Uh, <laughs> and see my if, birthday on the same day. That's awful. It's bitch. a two for one. I know. You I cheated. Get, Not two for one. Yeah. That's one like, for two. One for two. You, get, you think <laughs> Meredith's going to do twice as many nice things for no, you? Zero no, chance. Maybe William will. The fact that your birthday is that close to Father's Day is, is brutal. Well, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a concern for the first 30 years of my life. Well, that's true. And your dad had a kid, obviously, around there. So, like, that was kind of burning up his day. <laughs> yeah. Kind of celebrating the same my It totally was. It totally was. Because during my years of days being about me, yeah. he had to worry about me. Yes. It's terrible. That is awful for him. You You're right. I need, to, him. I need to send him you an should apology. Call, you should, you should I should. On, on Father's Day this year, Dad, I finally realized all the sacrifices. What a pain in the ass I was. You gave you. your day to me, basically. <laughs> And lost the one day you get all year. But he had his birthday. Still had his birthday. You just lost them both on the same day. Mike from Columbus. He's the winner of the two tickets to Ohio State and Purdue coming up here on Sunday. Again, he was caller number 11. Good job out of him. Had some hirings and firings in Columbus yesterday. That's next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now, no crashes across Central Ohio to let you know about. We are starting to see traffic pick up on I-71 coming into the Columbus Metro and on I-70 coming in from the far west side. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stugger. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. 
No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Counting down the days until Sharks retirement. You are listening to Morning Juice. Here's Long here, a little Friday edition of the program. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, coming up here in about 15 minutes' time. AJ Hawk, he's going to join the program. Talk a little Super Bowl with age, talk hiring of James, all kinds of different stuff. Just spin the wheel of destiny as to what we're going to talk about with him. Topics du jour. Uh, you had hirings and firings yesterday in Columbus. You had, a couple of days ago, Chris Holtman fired. $12.8 million buyout as the head coach of the Ohio State men's basketball team. Fast forward to yesterday, around 9.30, you had general manager Jarmo Kekalainen, who had been here for 11 years for the Columbus Blue Jackets, fired as well. Now, during the 11-year tenure of Jarmo, 410, 362, and 97. It's about a 53% uh, on the points per game uh, situation for Yarmo in 869. It's the ninth worst record in the league in that span. It is a long tenure. He's the third longest tenured general manager across all of the NHL. And you had some good years with Yarmo, right? I mean, you did. Think about it. Uh, first year he comes in, you have that loss in round number one. That was 2013-2014. That was um, that was the goal against the Penguins here at Nationwide Arena to tie that series up. One of the great moments that we've seen as the time is winding down. And that, fast forward a couple of years, did not qualify for the playoffs, didn't qualify for the playoffs in 14-15 and then 15-16. And then Torrance gets here, and all of a sudden, that sucker starts to spin a little bit. You made the playoffs for four straight years, I guess technically three, and then the COVID bubble. You did get into the playoffs, uh, and you beat the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, in that first-round best-of-three series. Uh, And then, Bob, over the last few years, I mean, the only you were above five hundred for Torrance's years. You were above 500 in those first couple of years for Yarmo. The last three years and counting, 18, 26, and 12 in 2021, 37, 38, and 7 in 21, 22, 25, 48, and 9 last year, and now 16, 26, and 10. So at the end of the day, man, you, just, you don't win, and you're going to be finding yourself without a job. Yep. And you talk about outside of that first season of the playoffs, a lot of the success came with Torts, and there really wasn't a whole lot before or after that. And, you know, he had a good roster there, and some things worked out mm-hmm. there. We'll put it together. But the ability to sustain and build anything here, Beam, I think that's what people are really disappointed in. We talk about the farm system. Yeah, I'm done with the planning. When are we do the harvesting? Yeah, I'm done right? with the curating. Uh, I, w- I want to be able to harvest some of these things that we're planning. We seem to plan a lot. But, you know, I mean, there's some things biblically and everything. You talk about you, know, you reap what you sow. Well, we're sowing a lot. When is the reaping? Right. When do we get to see that? And then, you know, the Babcock situation this offseason. That had, I mean. It was embarrassing for the organization. Embarrassing, embarrassing for fans is embarrassing for the city. They hired a guy who was exactly what you thought he was. He had a track record of being a bad guy. And he gets in here. He swindles your front office into saying, no, nope, I'm a changed man. And then. I mean, how was it after? How long was it after he was announced that he did this? Right, because that was in June or July that it was officially announced as the head yep. coach, and then it. I think it was September, right? Yeah, it was September when he was fired. Yeah, I wasn't here for months, a couple of months, a month, couple of months. Never. I mean, right before the start of the season, it's a black eye on the organization. 
And it's like you look at it, it's like, well, they didn't buy him out, so they didn't interview. They couldn't bring him on till what July first, and yep. then, yep. But it was the worst secret around. It's like, well, because you wouldn't pay what a million bucks or a couple hundred thousand or whatever to buy him out early, so you could have maybe interviewed him a little more thoroughly and found some things out. I mean, listen to Yarmo and John Davidson get up there and talk about it before the season. So, so I asked Jeff Sabota, like, how much is he wearing of this? How much is Davidson wearing of this? I think they're both wearing it. Yeah, well, good. And As if that's the should. case, then maybe, you know, there, there'll be some issues with John Davidson, too, and he'll be on a short lease. But they got to win, man. Yeah. I'm all for consistency if that consistency is leading to wins. Like we talk about Pittsburgh and how consistent they've been with their ownership group. Well, you know what? They're also having wins. Yeah. They're never bad. They're average sometimes, but never bad. And they've been really good at points, too, for long durations. The Jackets have never been great. Right. They've been good intermittently, but most of the time they've been kind of subpar. They've and, been meddling to good. Yes, meddling. And that's like punching up and trying to get that done. Never do you go in, and this goes to the development, not necessarily the coaches, but never do you go into the season like, we have a roster that's capable of making a run in the playoffs. Yeah. That's happened a handful of times. And then obviously there's injuries and things that have always seemed to derail it, and I get it. But part of that speaks and goes the roster depth as well and the depth of the farm system and all these things that we champion. Yarmo's done some good things here. He has. He has done some good things. You've had a lot of young prospects. you got a young team. I think Jeff hit the nail on the head when we talked to him about an hour ago. If you want to listen to that after the program, we've got a podcast. You can fire up and listen to all things that Jeff had to say. But you just needed somebody to take a different look at it now. It, just, it was time. Yeah. And we'll see where that goes. And if there's any other changes that are made, I mean, I can't put this season on Pascal. Like, I mean, he was handed this right beforehand. Here you go. Hey, Pascal, you were going to be the assistant coach. Oh, wait, now you're the guy. I mean, no different that I'm not going to make Diebler wear the the Sunday game. Now, if he wins, great. But I'm not going to make him wear the loss should it happen. I'm not going to put the Scarlet Letter jersey on him and see what happens. But, yeah. It's going to be a desirable job. Again, you've got some contract situations that you're going to have to get through, but it should be a pretty, I'm, I'm using the term because we've been in the rebuild. And again, Yarmo was unwilling to been, admit. I mean, we've been living in the rebuild. He was unwilling to admit that you like were in the James rebuild. James Brown living in America. Yeah. We've been living in the rebuild. He's unwilling to admit that you're living in the rebuild. And, you know, the, they tore the studs down. They did it. They've already done it. You've tore got them down a young, bunch. We got a pile of. Studs that they've ripped down here multiple times. Yeah, a few times. I'm ready to start living in the house. I am too. I'm start. I'm I'm ready to go. So I mean, you've got a good young core, good young crop of players, um, and again, it, it's time to start harvesting on that front. So Yarmo's out after 11 years, uh, and we'll see what they do with that general manager search that's going to begin. I'm sure it already has begun uh, for them as the trade deadline rapidly approaches across the NFL. Did have some hirings for the Buckeyes yesterday. We'll talk to AJ about this coming up. Uh, shortly, but of course, James Ornitis hired his linebackers coach, finalizing Ryan Day's staff. As you now, you have ten assistants, and that is filled for the twenty twenty four season. And he's there, and that's the positive news for today. Yes, it is. So great to see that. There is a while that this was in the works. I think they were looking at some different options. Ryan was evaluating some different possibilities, uh, different avenues he may want to go with that position. But I think this was the wisest choice he could have made. Keep staff continuity. Bring on a guy who's former Buckeye, full-time, three-time All-American, captain, leading tackler for the Rams. I mean, his exploits are legendary, and his players really enjoy him. He's a fantastic position coach. I think he has the aptitude to be a coordinator head coach one day. And now you have another guy on there. 
It's funny, him and Hartline are literally in the same class. Like those yeah. guys are the same group, and I think he'll be as effective on at the linebacker position as Brian Hartline's been at the receiver position. And that's great news to hear. And I think the most important part of this whole thing is that James loves his alma mater. Yeah. Loves it. Loves, loves it. it here. I mean, it, it means more to you when it's somewhere that you play. Like, you just can't replicate that anywhere else. And that's the built-in advantage that they had other than him saying, I'm going to interview with the Browns, and then Ryan saying, well, now we're going to hire you. <laughs> so you have to bring you on. And uh, James, we're going to need you out on the road. Even though you don't want to be out on the road, uh, we're going to have to be out on the road recruiting, which I know you had gotten very fired up about uh, over the last couple of days when that rumor was out there, and obviously that has been squashed because he likes enjoying being out on the road. So uh, it was great news for the Buckeyes yesterday. They did that, and they did some contract reworkings as well with some coaching extensions. AJ Hawk, he's going to join us next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now, no crashes across Central Ohio to let you know about. We are starting to see traffic pick up on I-71 coming into the Columbus Metro and on I-70 coming in from the far west side. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagger. You're listening to Rob Manfred's least favorite radio show. This is Morning Juice. Well, Friday edition of the program. Brandon B and Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Time to check with our guy. A man with many career achievements. Leading tackler in Centerville football history. Leading tackler in Green Bay Packers history. Still afraid of Larry Knopfsinger. And the crowning achievement, the third member of the Island Boys, A.J. Hawk. Sponsored by FanDuel, the exclusive online sportsbook partner of Morning Juice. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash juice. And now to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Checking with A.J. Hawk. Age, happy Friday, buddy. Thanks for the time. How was the Super Bowl? Hey, glad Friday. to see. Uh, glad to see we survived Vegas. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, I was only there what Tuesday to Friday. I didn't stay for the weekend festivities, but yeah, I think Vegas is a great spot for the Super Bowl. Honestly, they no issues. They can handle all the people there. It seemed like everything went off pretty well. Well, AJ, I heard it was a record-breaking weekend for the cabarets. Care to elaborate? The cabarets, as in like the. Um, you know, the adult... The gentlemen's, you know, the, gentlemen's the, the, di- the diamonds of Las Vegas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, oh, I'm sure it is. I mean, I think, like, that's something they always would uh, tell professional teams, like, when, hey, when the Super Bowl comes to town, everyone needs to watch out because people fly in from all over, professional working people mm-hmm. that want to take advantage of, of some maybe young and old men that are willing to, to give away a lot of their money because they think people love them. Uh, when they really don't, they just want their money. So I'm sure they had a, they made a killing this weekend. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Okay, well, speaking of that and making a killing, I know you're you're aware of who Chris Collinsworth is, correct, AJ? You know, absolutely, yes. Former Cincinnati Bengal. I've never been a huge fan of him on the on the call. <laughs> Rothman loves to vehemently defend him, and I ran across some of this audio. Yeah, this is Do we know when this was, Shark? Because this is rookie year. I want to say it can't be that much. Yeah, I mean, After he, he was, was really young. Drafted. It had to be like 1981, something like that. So we ran across some of this audio about Chris Collinsworth being interviewed talking about dating. I think he's with the Bengals. Maybe I, I'm assuming he's been drafted already, but it's it's some good stuff. And I just kind of want to pick your brain on your thoughts of this because I always suspected him to be a creep, but I think this may have fully solidified it. I think being a bachelor and... and uh playing football have a lot of similarities between them. You go out 
And I t there's not anything in the world any more competitive than going out and trying to find the girl. Chris Collinsworth is a wide receiver with all the right moves, on and off the field. Like the crafty player he is, you never know when to take him seriously. So Chris, why do you think those girls really like you? I think probably because of the money, you know, and I'm not going to deny it. I walk around with $100 bills hanging out of my pockets usually, and that try and give it my best shot because before I ever made any money it was pretty much uh, big nothings bill. I like girls that aren't too bright because you can trick them a little bit. The punk rockers all love me. That's, those are my big girls and uh, high school girls love me. 14 to 18, I'm a big star with them. As soon as they, you know, as soon as they mature, after about 18 years old, they start figuring out that, wait a minute, I know there's better than that out there. So, AJ, is that kind of your similar philosophy on what goes on? Uh, no, that's not my philosophy at all. Um, never really had that philosophy, but man, like you're you're digging up some stuff. I'm guessing that he doesn't want brought back to light, Bob. I don't know. Like, have you heard from him or his people? That's, I guess he's he's young and he's pretty wide open right there to the media, whoever he's talking to. But man, that's a that's a tough look. I think. Oh, it's fantastic. Rothman loves him, so I had to send that over to him the other day. He needs to eat that L. Shark suggests we don't play it. I go, listen, I'm just, the guy said it. He was on camera. This wasn't like he was secretly taped. He was he was in, in, in an interview talking about picking up 14 to 16-year-old girls. I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers wants to interview him and think possibly he's a liar just like Epstein. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sure that Aaron would love to talk to him. Who knows where that conversation might go, but... Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I definitely um, was aware of Chris Collinsworth, the, the receiver from, you know, he was a Bengal and everything. I hear my dad talk about him. He's been on TV and on for however, you know, 30 years, it seems like, doing everything. But does Rossman have a rebuttal to that? Does he just say, ah, just young guys having fun? Like, what does he say? Oh, you know what? His rebuttal was, was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I think he maybe just thought he was confused a little bit. Uh mm. Maybe he thought he was the colonel out of Boogie Nights and just confused with what was going on. I mean, another classic classic movie I'm sure that you love. So maybe that's where yeah. he thought his mind was at. Yeah, the, he does show some awareness saying he just walks around with $100 bills hanging out of his pockets now, and the girls actually like him, and before it wasn't that way. So at least he has some awareness that, like, yeah, you know, maybe I'm not this this uh, you know Burt Reynolds looking character to where everyone just loves me for that. Like you gotta, you know, the money definitely I think helps. And sometimes people, uh, guys, especially athletes, believe that their their uh, charisma and their looks are what are getting them uh, all the attention. When we know, you know, cash is king. He is AJ Hawk with us here on the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. A big congratulations. We've been doing a majority of our show talking about your former teammate. Uh, James Laurinaitis being announced as the linebackers coach here at Ohio State. Just your thoughts on James returning in a full-time capacity for the Buckeyes. Man, it's awesome. I know he uh, he enjoyed his, his season he had there, and Jim Knowles has a ton of uh, respect for him and, and gives him a lot of leeway and, and trusts him and what he's, he's able to do with the linebackers. So I think it's great that it's official. James is awesome. He is Ohio State. He's why you go to Ohio State is guys like him, obviously, unbelievable three-time All-American as a player. But, man, that guy, James, is he's diehard. He wants to win. He wants to do whatever he can to, to help his guys and help the team. So, man, I, I I hope James is there for 50 years as a coach. Hey, do you remember the first time we saw him when he enrolled in camp? And that was back before everybody came in early. And he had that 
that sweet little kind of like poof buzz. Like it was like really short, but maybe like an inch long, kind of chia pet-ish. And then he went and ran the conditioning test and had like the most awkward, weird stride that we'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. I remember James from from day one, and we were just bugging him, asking him when his dad's going to come around. His dad gave me a signed uh, 8 by 10 in full regalia, and I was so pumped. I still have it. Um, Unfortunately, obviously, he passed away, but what an awesome dude. But, yeah, James from the jump, from day one, James came in. I mean, he kind of walked into a a veteran linebacker room that had a lot of different unique characters from all ages, I would say. And he handled himself very, very well, but it had to be kind of eye opening for him. I think the first probably couple months there on campus with that, that linebacker room with Luke fickle leading the helm. It was, it was a wild West in there for a little bit. All right. So as we know, I mean, Schlegs is back in a capacity right now working with the team, uh, AJ and he's in the weight room and they're getting things done. James is now back in full capacity. Uh, of course, as the linebackers coach, can you envision a world in which both parties, both Schlegs and James, get so fired up at each other that they then put helmets on uh, and go against each other like you guys used to do in warm-ups and Schlegs just handing out concussions left and right. Oh, absolutely. That I mean, if it hasn't happened already, it's definitely going to happen. I mean, I know Schlegs only been back for a little while, and James has been full-time for a couple days, but, yeah, it's just a matter of time before those two go at it. It's going to be fun, and there's going to be a lot of, like, enthusiasm around it, but both of them are going to try to knock each other's head off. But I think James is smart. He knows, like, he sees Schlegs' head and neck and jaw, and he remembers what it was like when you're just trying to form up and get a what you call a thud in warm-ups, and <laughs> Schlegs just knocks your head off and takes five years off your life. So James probably won't dip his toe into that unless he gains 30 or 40 pounds. Schlegs told us this unbelievable story on Wednesday <laughs> about him going and wrestling in Iowa with his dad and his dad. This is the best. It was, it's almost like an over the top situation where he's like, we'd sit in our single cab truck and my dad would just throw his hand on my forehead and make him start doing manual neck while his dad was driving <laughs> down the highway. I mean, I'm going to start doing that. My kids for sure. All of them. I mean, I do manual neck myself, but yeah, I've never had anyone else put their big paws on my forehead and make me do some manual neck. Next time I see Schlegs, I might have him pump out a few reps, but his his head and neck are too strong. But, yeah, always working, always getting better. That's Schlegs. Do you have uh, – have you been able to procure one of the Centerville weight room equipment, one of those sweet head straps that you could yes. just attach plates onto? I mean, is that what we're doing oh, with our neck? Oh, man. Those are the best. Like, yeah, I, I sit on the bench trying to put, like, eight forty fives on the chain and doing <laughs> – Doing neck and then laying on your side and saying, "Oh, it doesn't matter. I can my sides. I can still do this on the side too. I can still do 240 pounds hanging off my neck." I, I need to I need to call Brent Ulrich and see what's going on. See if he has any of those old ones. I mean, imagine the just the history and the sweat and the germs that are on some mm-hmm. of those those neck harnesses from the years and years of unbelievable players that come through Centerville. Those, those things are a, a piece of history. They should be put in a museum. AJ's goal, honestly, what was your next size goal at Ohio State? He used to do a lot of traps, and then he'd do a lot of manual neck with Jack Johnson, the former pick central coach. I mean, what was yeah, the goal that we right. tried to get that thing to? I mean, I was trying to see, like, I wanted, like, a 23-inch neck. I, I, I don't think I ever got That's near there. It's like eight, it's like, and I'm all about girls, Bob. You know that. But I was probably, like, 18 and a half, maybe, 19 at the most. But, I, uh, yeah, I was. it was always fun to – 
I, you know, my, my dress shirt that I wore to each game, that my black suit that I would just crumple up and put back in my bag and wait for the next week when we had to go play another game. <laughs> I was always pumped when that top, but that top uh, button was too tight. I could barely get that thing tight because I knew I was doing enough neck then. That's tremendous. Buddy, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for hopping on with us here this morning. Have a great time with the Buckeye Cruise next week, and we'll check in again soon, all right? All right, will do. Thanks, guys. There you go. AJ Hawk with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Wide-ranging, as always, with him. Covered a lot of bases. Yeah, we certainly did. We're going to reveal our fan poll next. Morning juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Friday morning to you right now. If you're heading out the door, no crashes across central Ohio to let you know about. We are seeing traffic pick up on I-71 coming into downtown Columbus and on 33 as you approach the 270 loop on the southeast side. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Starkin. If this show made a scented candle, it would smell like bad coffee, unwashed jockstrap, and grass clippings. I wasn't sure how you take your coffee. You were listening to Morning Juice. So, mouth or enema? We're here on The Juice, brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line over at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Friends own addition to the program. Uncle Bo hanging out, I believe, in Southern California. Looks like he's out there in the desert. Looks pretty good. So cow, bro. Boys coming up after we're done here. Jacket's talking about trusting the Ooh. process. Will Yarmo firing. They're going to talk to Aaron Portsline coming up here at 1033. Talk a little Caitlin Clark, too. Ben Bolch, who covers what UCLA. So they're going to talk some Chip Kelly uh, with Ben Bolch at 1133 a little bit later on. So good program coming up for them. Why are we listening to this song today? They said love won't pay the rent. They say that tree will make my face bent. Too soon, Bob. Too soon. When was that? On this day, Sonny Bono's would be, it's his birthday. I mean, he would be, I don't know how old, but he uh, was born on this day, 1935. Passed away in 98. 98, huh? What a long time, man. Yeah. I mean, it's phenomenal. By the way. Didn't know a- he was in Congress. <laughs> AJ goes, send me that. He was the mayor of... Uh, Palm Springs. Yeah, Mayor of Palm Springs for a long time. By the way, Shark Age, you sent me that audio of Collinsworth. Yeah, that's bad. It's so great. I, I mean, he's softened. I've softened my stance on him a little bit. I used to really dislike him. But that just popped in my Instagram as like... The algorithm knew. An algorithm knew that I, that I, would, I needed some Collinsworth... Hey, the best part is, Shark, you can only imagine the comments that are below of it. Oh, I read comments. some of them, yeah. <laughs> I, re- I read some yeah. of them. You need to send it to them because the videos... Oh, I sent the video, yeah. Okay. yeah I sent the video makes it even, even better. It's so good. But like the third one down mm. is the on the Epstein Island Manifest. I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah, you sent that to me. I watched it like, yikes. <laughs> yikes. Like 14 to 18? Come on now, Chris. Don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. But, yeah, I knew AJ would love that. a great program today. It really was. Jackets talk. Well, Buckeyes talk in there scattered through, amongst other lifestyle talk. Again, we got a podcast that's going to be posted here in about 10 minutes' time. You can take a listen if you missed any portion of the program. Jackets Insider Jesse Boda joined us at 720. Austin Ward at 730 talking about the James hiring. Uh, Yarmo firing in there. And then Age, which is, like I said, usually on Fridays, man, we just spin the wheel of destiny and see where we land with yeah, him. Yeah, who knows. And then program, now I'll be out next week on the Buckeye Cruise. Yep. Number of players and current and former, we'll get some uh, we'll get some audio, so you'll be able to hear that all next week. 
uh, coming through. And then also when we get back, long tease, the 28th. That's Wednesday. what? That's 12 days from now? Yeah, the normally last day, but since we got a leap, you got the extra one. But February 28th at 745, we're expected to have Ohio State President Carter, All right. a.k.a. Slapshot. And that's been in the books for like two weeks, yeah. so that's been like a month long. Yeah, work on that. that, so we'll have that. He's a busy guy. He has got a lot of stuff going on, so we're happy he could spend some time with us coming up. So be locked in for that. Locked in all next week, with my man B Machine. What are you? Uh, what are you most looking forward to the Buckeye Cruise as you set sail? Uh, t- are you guys set sail tomorrow or Sunday? Uh, tomorrow. So okay. flying out tomorrow. Yeah. And that's what Jack starts. Like, hey, bro, what flight are you guys on? I'm like, flying out tomorrow. I'm like, yeah. He goes, seven fifteen. I'm like, yep. The Southwest flight out of Port Columbus, seven fifteen. So we'll be loaded up. Airport beer. Uh, the problem is, do you want me to turn into slags with the Arnie Palmer? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Why would I not? Someone's got to keep that train on the tracks. <laughs> I'm going to have a good time, and I'll make sure that I've drank plenty. But the problem is starting drinking at 7.15 or 6. You can't drink I don't all think day if you don't start in the morning. That is 100% accurate. And I, Hem, Hemsworth, uh, Hemsworth, Hemingsworth always said, I feel bad for people who don't drink because when they wake up in the morning, that's the best they're going to feel all day. That's my guy. Um, I, uh, I don't know if anything's open before 6. Plus, I'm going to try to get a couple of interviews hammered out. And I don't want to be getting hammered oh, while I'm doing that. Bar Talk with Bob. Bar Talk with Bob. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then we'll, look, uh, then we'll naturally play it in the honestly, morning. Honestly, those guys might have more respect for me. I always tell them, like, you guys work out sober. You should try going to bed and waking up hungover, <laughs> doing a radio show, and then coming in here. I was like, why do you guys think I'm so sweaty in the morning? Sweating on the bottle of wine I had last night. Maybe a couple beers, maybe some... Booze, who knows? I had a nice glass of white wine on Wednesday for Valentine's Day. A glass? You, yeah, I had a... That's it? Uh, it was like a... Well, see, we don't really do like glasses of wine, unless it's like a super nice wine. I mean, I picked oh. it up from Wylands. It was like 11 bucks. It was a nice Sauve Blanc, like a French Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, Wyland at Wylands? It was super... I mean, it was very crisp. Mm. I mean, we just put them in like these little glass. Like, Meredith likes to put orange juice in it, but I oh. like to feel like an old Italian man. I put my wine in it. Oh, there um, you go. So I had a like a glass and a half. Okay. I think which would probably equal out to a, a glass, but it was nine ounce pour. I, I don't. <laughs> it's half a bottle, so whatever that is. Um, I don't usually jump into the wine realm unless I said like we're having like a nice dinner or something like that. I'll jump into a red, but I haven't had a nice crisp white in a while, and it it got me like right where I needed to go. Listen, if someone brings you a drink, you just say thank you. Yeah, you say, what do you uh, drink? Yeah. I say yes. But I was procuring this for myself. It's all right. Just close your eyes and. Pick something out. Hey, I so should have blended it with things. the red. Do you think the, we're going to have an Arnie Palmy 2.0? I don't think Steph will let him do the Arnie Palmy. Okay. AJ will try to get it. That's how it all got started. Yeah. AJ was like, I told him, you don't know when it's coming back. Get them both. Yes to everything. You can't became the yes man. What about a beer and a shot? A little Boilermaker together. At dinner? I don't know about that. We could. I don't know if Swag's if allowed to do shots. <laughs> and I say that in all seriousness. You mean Steph can control him? Well, like I think he feels guilty. He'll get he listens to her. He'll overserve himself, but not like not in quote intentionally. Hey, like, I've been there. I shots. get it. He's like I'm not doing shots anymore. But I we can it. gas him up and like, come on, dude, let's chug this beer. You and me, you and me, and then we just rotate guys who he's chugging beers with. <laughs> so like you you do like three or four, but he does like eight or ten. You're so cruel. It's good though because that's our favorite slice. He doesn't. He doesn't get to come out of the cage very often. No, it's like Theo. He sits there all day. But when Once he you does, open that thing out, oof. whoosh out the door. Squirrel, go catch him. Squirrel, 
Mouse, traffic, who knows? <laughs> yeah, just going to run into it. Our daily fan poll is sponsored by ER Auto Care, Masters of Our Craft. Today's fan poll at 971thefan.com or on Twitter at 971thefan. What's the biggest sports story to you in Columbus this week? Chris Holtman fired, Yarmo fired, James hired, or Ohio State women's ranked number two? Yes, they are all gigantic stories. Beefy week, Beam. I, I'm a positive guy, so I would either say the women being number two or James getting hired. General, I had so much fun this week with you. What do you say we reconvene a week from Monday if they allow us? Yes, sir. That's a long tease. Enjoy the Buckeye Cruise. Austin Ward's going to be with us early in the portion next week. And then Jensen's going to round out the program with us Thursday and Friday. Friend Zone edition of the program with the boys coming up next. They'll be on till noon. We are back live on Monday morning at 6 a.m. to break everything down. Have a good one. Talk to you then. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and happy Friday to you. Right now, no crashes across our central Ohio interstates. We are seeing busy traffic on I-71 coming into downtown Columbus, also on 161 in the New Albany area. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Steggerwald. This is a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet Gambling. Probably call 1 800 Gambler. Caitlin Clark for Iowa breaks the NCAA women's record for most career points. However, the Hawkeyes still look up at the Buckeyes in the Big Ten standings. The current women's national championship odds have South Carolina even money to win it all. Iowa plus 450 at Ohio State, 33 to 1 at ESPN Bet. For your ESPN Bet action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The Fan Sports Center. Good morning. I'm Ryan Baker. The Ohio State football coaching staff is complete. Yesterday, the Buckeyes announced the promotion of James Laurinaitis as linebackers coach. Laurinaitis was a graduate assistant on last year's staff. OSU also promoted cornerbacks and secondary coach Tim Walton to assistant head coach and gave contract extensions to Walton, Jim Knowles, Larry Johnson, and Keenan Bailey. Caitlin Clark needed eight points to break the NCAA scoring record last night. She got those eight and 41 more as Iowa beat Michigan 106-89. to Clark breaks Washington's Kelsey Plum's record of 3,527 points from 2013 to 2017. Her 49 points is an Iowa program record. And the Columbus Blue Jackets have hired general manager Yarmo Kekalainen just two days after his 11-year mark on the job. The Jackets made the playoffs five times under Yarmo.